0: What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? How's Warrior, James?
2: Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the
0: Rocks. Maple syrup.
2: Turlac.
1: I will never
0: have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one again. I'm at Raft Marsh. We are at WOTR. The show with me for our easy like Sunday evening. We got Miss Amanda Jane. What's going on?
1: Oh, you know, not much. You saw on my uh, Twitter of the or uh, retweeting our lovely show today me and my lovely rap ode so thank you to snoop dog because it just seems so appropriate with so much drama in the iwc
0: oh i got that snoop dog dog that's money
1: that oh snoop jealous money. there you go so all drama in the iwc it's kind of hard being a drinking buddy yeah so mm-hmm. cheers to that one.
0: Oops. Oh yeah it for is. sure for sure we got in the chat already chris j willis What's going on, man? Cheers to you,
1: Chris. Damn it! I'm well, it's only because Flip lost. All Hi, right. Chris. One of my buddies.
0: Uh-huh. You're mad at him because Flip lost. He didn't cause them the match, did he? No. Oh, all right. Well then, I'm I just sad.
1: That. But it, but I thought it was still, I thought NWA is still going on, so I guess it ended. That was the main event, I guess. on one
0: was it i thought well they were doing uh trevor murdoch and 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 tyrus were they not
1: well i I don't know there was like two days i really you know ever since nwa kind of i don't know pandemic killed nwa and i you know and it's been kind of hard and now that bully ray is an active part of that shit hard pass hard pass
0: yeah that's a good point yeah i feel like that uh yeah, that, uh but, pandemic really killed, it, yeah. killed the Yeah, in the entirety. I'm trying to see if I can see who won. Although, I'll just ask the chat. Who who won? Who's the, who's the NWA champ now? Uh, Grim Reaper says, hi. And he hi. said, uh, he said uh, Chris said Flip did lose. And Grim Reaper calls it a Sunday night delight. It's disgusting. But that's good. Uh, <laughs> and he says he was only there for one night. He said Trevor Murdoch won. Fantastic. I know a lot of people who really thought that they were not going to let Trevor Murdoch walk away with that one. So I'm glad he did.
1: You know what? Trevor Murdoch, you know, that guy's a fucking, that guy's a work motherfucking horse. So I'm glad they kept the belt on him. To be honest. For sure.
0: It's just that once we saw the amount that Billy Corgan was really leaning in with, uh, Tyrus as the U S champ and how he was on Fox with it and everything. We thought that, Hey, he uh corgan might have liked that a lot i might be willing to push that towards uh towards a higher title so uh i'm really happy that, that trevor if know.
1: it were tony khan's company the belt would not be on trevor Merlot.
0: that's true uh chris says he's the champion but he's defending the championship against tyrus that's what i thought so i'm saying who won sure. i thought that i thought that was tonight is that not tonight this is the nwa 74 I cannot keep track. I feel like I don't, this. I, I don't know. I don't know. Andrea got got destroyed by the pandemic, uh, and Justin time coming through saying cheers. So cheers to Justin. Let's 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 get some of this housekeeping out of the way. Let's start with a little. What's in your glass?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of boring today. I was going to introduce something, but we'll we'll save that for Thursday because it's a new month. So, mm-hmm. I am drinking the lovely. In my little glass, my pineapple shirt from uh prater joe's that pineapple cider really love that i don't know why i just really do it's actually better than an apple and then you can add me at that and of course your traditional <clears throat> regular coca-cola no ice
0: remember pineapple peat? wasn't it Sug d in aw yeah well i don't know I why they
1: called him pineapple p
0: because he I wore a that shirt that had a pineapple on it one time
1: Oh, I thought they were talking about like his hair. I was like, damn, Tony Khan, why you gotta go there? Drink well he didn't go there. there.
0: You went there.
1: I went there, but you know, I don't <laughs> know. I didn't know he wore a pineapple in his shirt just once, and that was his now new name. That's uh. a dumb name. Anyway.
0: Oh, right. well, Chris deep. does say that uh, it is going on right now. He's listening to the podcast while watching seventy four St. Name. All right, so be is on the on the ground there. Let us know uh if, if Murdoch loses. Uh, yeah, because he a loves bummer. the background. Uh, I'm having a little bit of Irish whiskey, but what I was having, uh, earlier this week, a little, uh, Thomas Ashbourne signed by John Cena. We went out to San Diego on Tuesday. We drove out Tuesday morning to see him Tuesday afternoon. It was, couldn't have been more last second. Got up at like six in the morning, hit the road. And, uh, yeah, we got there like right at two. He rolled up at like two 15. We were inside of there by like two forty-five, and we're all like, "This is a busy day." Um, it was crazy. It was awesome. Uh,
1: were there a lot of people?
0: It was not as many people as we think. There was less than two hundred people for sure.
1: Wow! I remember yeah. when I met Cena at in San well South San Francisco. Shout out to Sam Goody at Tanfren Mall. So ghetto, but anyways, yeah. When I met Cena there, it were at least a thou- over a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2000. And this was and at I a grocery thought... store. You met yeah, him at Sam
0: Goody. This was at a grocery. hmm Wow. Weird situation how it all ended up, right? So it was like, hey, they're doing this meet and greet. It's going to be free. And it was. And mm-hmm. they said, uh, all you have to do is buy a bottle of the drink. And he will sign it. And you get to meet him and all that, right? And then mm-hmm. they said, uh, all you got to do is sign up for the newsletter. And they said, uh, everyone's eligible. And said, but only the first 100 people are going to be allowed in. And we went, well, that's ridiculous. We'll never make it. That's going to be crazy. And we said, okay, never mind. We won't do it. And there was a lot of chatter in their comments about people being disappointed about this and that and how it's going to be impossible. <laughs> then Monday afternoon, it was like Monday at 1130 or something like that in the afternoon. Oh, I guess that's before noon. But, you know, almost afternoon. We get an email saying, you're guaranteed in. We've just we've readjusted. Anyone who receives this email is guaranteed to come in uh However long we got to stay to make it happen, we're gonna make it happen, and we're like, that's amazing. We really can't pass this up. (laughs) So we went out there. The bottles, these bottles, to 375 milliliters. It's a really good old fashioned. That's that uh, John Cena, I guess, helped put together. It says the goal of this old fashioned is to approach cocktails the same way I approach life: with passion, hard work, focus, loving the process, and enjoying the result. I believe we have raised the standard for this iconic cocktail, John Cena. It says co-founder Thomas Ashbourne Craft Spirits. So he's in partnership with Craft with Thomas Ashbourne in some in some fashion. Mm-hmm. And uh it was awesome, dude. This is a great drink. We get down there and they had a checklist of everyone who got an email and they're like, we want to go through this list. There was a few people who showed up who weren't on the list and said, Look, if we if we can, we will, but we just don't know. Step to the side, we want to get to everyone we can. We were out of there by 3 15. The thing wasn't even supposed to start but until 3 30. They were just cranking it out. There was maybe 30, 35 people in front of us in line. And when we left, there was like maybe 50 people in line. And we're like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, it was That's crazy. It. That's why That's there's it. that footage of him like walking around, meeting that girl in the bakery. He had yeah. time to kill.
1: But <laughs> well, you know, like, I'd follow him watch, watching him in the suit, but anyway, mm-hmm. he would have been all, yeah. can you go away?
0: Can yeah, But he was really cool. This? He was giving everybody the time. Like anybody yeah. who stopped and talked to him and just had things to say or something they want to get off their chest, a few people handed him a few things in a marker and he went and just signed it for him real quick. Like Um, we weren't trying to push any limits because I was like, the only thing I have that's like sentimental, John Cena, is the first pay-per-view I ever went to was the Elimination Chamber where he came in as champ and lost it to Bray in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And I happened to get I mean, years later, I happened to track down for fifty dollars the, the chair from the pay-per-view that, that had wow. him on the front. Like it had him on the seat doing the hand, and I was like, This is sick. That was my first pay-per-view ever. I got the chair. I wasn't gonna try and weasel in a chair and pretend I wasn't trying to get something extra signed, right? <laughs> Some people had like little photos and little pops and he he snuck those through, right? But Yeah, your it
1: was chair great. No, you, you would have done the chair. Come on now, he's not gonna say no.
0: I think that they were saying no at the gate. We didn't see people come through with a lot of stuff like that that was too big. But some of the smaller stuff, they were like, "Whatever." But I don't. I don't think <laughs> I'm coming in with a folding chair. To I would all... <laughs> <laughs> have been on.
1: I had a chair yeah. that your face is on from the first. Yeah, I would. I would have totally been like that. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, uh, I probably but...
1: would have also snuck in a photo from him as the peacemaker with the uh, the peachy, uh, and people would have been all, Oh no, God, no
0: that been good. Um like but you're signing. But it was also crazy because it was free. So the, the bottle you had to buy, right? We're like, okay, it's gonna be maybe a pricey bottle. It was fifteen bucks, but it was also what? on sale for twelve. What? We put in our little Albertsons card and it came up twelve bucks, and we're like, So we paid twelve bucks to get a signed alcoholic beverage bottle it, signed it. by John Cena. I mean, like, how perfect is that for us here at Wrestling on the Rocks to have a John Cena bottle? Yeah. And I mean, and even the back, the part that says like his little thing,
2: mm-hmm. it's got
0: a little faux signature on it too. Cause it's like, you know, his words or whatever. Oh yeah. And I was like, this couldn't have been more perfect and more designed for us. How are we going to say no for 12 bucks to meet him, spend time with him for a minute. And it was yeah. just really cool. So apparently he's doing another one in Tampa, Florida coming up. So all I'm saying is guys follow John Cena on, on in, uh, Instagram and Twitter, follow Thomas Ashbourne, A-S-H-B-O-U-R-N-E. Stay up to date. They're going to start touring this around. This was such a success in San Diego that they said they want to do it in more cities. I have a friend who was 20 minutes away from there and just didn't realize until later, which I thought was crazy because I knew. We knew for over a week. And I was like, how did you not know? And he said he doesn't follow John on any of the socials. So, so guys, follow John on social media. Follow Thomas Ashbourne. This drink is absolutely worth it. It's at Vaughn's Albertson's Total Wine. Uh, is I already said that. Right. Thank All you right. for just interrupting without listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you, if you follow them, they might come to your town. And if they do come to your town, it is beyond worth it. It was fantastic. Better. My only regret is I didn't take more advantage of the situation. Right? Like you kind of go back in hindsight and you go, man, I could have probably like sat for another minute and said a few more things. Like no one was really rushing me. I felt rushed because we always go to the things and you're rushed so i'm naturally in that go 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 let's get in and out i get it i'm gonna take as much as little time as possible from you where i'm happy and you're happy and we'll keep it moving and then i kind of turned around and look back and went wait i was the only one rushing me i'm just so used to maximizing their time and being respectful of that that mm-hmm. i was like i could have said one or two more things i don't think i would have like dragged on but i would have told him we drove out from arizona you're guys top, like that would have appreciated that you know
1: you, you could have gotten a you know another intro
0: for the show. He was taking some selfies, and I was holding a cigar, and I was having a hard time getting to my phone, and I was like, eh, but I did think it'd be funny if I could get him to say something, but uh, what he did say is producer lady was wearing a t-shirt that we sell at wrestlingontherocks.com slash shop that says pointless aggression. <laughs> and it is our pointless aggression t-shirt. She wore it, and as he she sat down, he looked at her and said, uh, you've one for the best shirt of the day, and laughed at the shirt. And I was like, "If it's good enough for John Cena, it's good enough for you." Pick up your pointless aggression T-shirt on WrestlingOnTheRocks dot com slash shop.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I own one. Thank you, Bianca, for winning the Rumble that year.
0: Oh yeah, that was a good win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to put that over. I, I can't say enough good things about them and Cena. And you know, if you follow our socials, we've been posting pictures and TikTok videos and it's been, it was really cool. Uh, and it's been a busy weekend. That's why we're here on a Sunday night. So I want to get to it, uh, because Thursday I was still in San Diego, still visiting family. And it was a very good trip. We saw a lot of family in a short period of time. I saw some of my family. I hadn't seen in over 20 years. And so oh, no. I was like, you know what? That's okay to go ahead and uh, get a different night to go drinking with my drinking buddies here. Uh, we'll, we'll make it work. Because this show also means a lot to me, too, drinking with, with my buddies. So, Amanda, let's get into it. You mm-hmm. tell me what birthdays happened that we need to cheers before we oh, talk wrestling.
1: Well, you know, there's a quite a few that a lot of us will know. Unlike sometimes we're really like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. But first of all, back on Thursday, we had to say happy birthday to uh, Smiley Kylie Ray. So glad oh. that she's you know still kind of hanging in there, wrestling. So happy birthday. Of course, one of our favorites collectively here, Jonah. Happy birthday. I mean, not bad performance in the g uh the G one. Um, he still is, I think the um, you know, that super monster over there, that big guy. I mean, as much as I love Ohana, Hi Jeffcom., uh, I think that Jonah's really. A little bit more superior. And I'm not saying because Cobb is part of the United Empire. There's nothing to do with it. I've always mm-hmm. been a fan of uh, TDMK. So just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy so birthday, dude.
2: Cheers um,
1: Kali, the great Kali, You know, happy birthday, man. I, you know, I when I think of Great Kali, I think of all like these moments for these women that I'm like, you know, I always think of the Beth Phoenix thing at the Rumble. I would think of Natty. And, but, Happy birthday, dude! I yeah. know, horrible, horrible. I, I hate that, that. I think of that, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Happy birthday, having a oh. having a birthday. Um, Apollo Cruz. Actually, uh, I thought it was the uh, promo this week with uh, Grayson Waller it was hilarious. But we'll get that to that later. Oh, so good. Oh, it was so good. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Um, everyone's somewhat favorite ass boy, Austin Gunn. Happy birthday, dude! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the more annoying too. just if you don't know who's who Uh, (laughs) he is the most annoying i mean seriously uh jazz happy birthday she i will say this was one of for me meeting on that jericho cruise last year was um or earlier whenever the hell it was like it just feels like it was yeah it was last year um was one of the highlights she is just an amazing woman it was really kind of cool to sit down and just kind of chit chat with
0: thumbs up yeah, there that's oh, awesome happy birthday
1: that's one she thing in, about the Jericho cruise that's awesome is sometimes she popped into our this, chat one time did she
0: yeah like mm. a long time ago like Damn. year one
1: Hmm. Yeah. wow interesting
0: yeah so she's i mean so as so far as i know she's a friend of the show I, I've always yeah that's a friend so. of the show <laughs>
1: um one of probably my favorite uh ring announcers that wwe has alicia taylor happy birthday celebrating a birthday actually on yeah. uh tuesday uh along with we've got some other great birthdays coming up too one that speaking of um you know n w a that I enjoyed watching uh was Caleb Connolly, but then mm-hmm. again, you know, I watched him on impact a lot too, so that was that was he was one that I'm like you know damn mm-hmm. that the pandemic and n w a and all that we it kind of hurt a lot of people so. That yep. was one I'm really waiting to see more of. So happy birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, Jeff Hardy, wherever you are. Just be mm-hmm. responsible. Don't yep. you know, don't do anything that I wouldn't do.
0: Yeah. I won't cheers, cheers. him, but I definitely cheers to to him, yeah. a
1: non-alcoholic cheers to you.
0: Non-alcoholic cheers.
1: Mm-hmm. Mickey James. Oh, I love Mickey. Mickey's celebrating a birthday this week as well. Oh, happy birthday.
2: Mickey James. Another
1: one. Good. NWA doing good things. And then Finally, one who um, I'm excited that she's, you know, back around and we're seeing her is the lovely Athena. So happy birthday. Mm -hmm. And those are your
0: birthdays this week. Fantastic. Fantastic. Justin in the chat says pointless regression for the win. Chris says Jonah was impressive and thought Osprey should have won. And Justin said Austin's freestyles, though, are fire. Does Austin gun rap? like well oh, i guess okay uh, he's
1: pretty fly for a white guy i just kind of think of uh, malibu's most wanted when i hear uh, austin dunn so
0: yeah that makes sense actually that makes yeah. a lot of sense uh we want to talk about it you want to get into it this has been a messy week
1: this has been more than a messy week <laughs> you yeah, know i mean
0: do you want to start with nxt and then get into the good stuff
1: yeah, was there any news we need to kind of get out of the way? I mean, I feel like there is tons of news. The but... only
0: real news is really wrapped up in AEW.
1: Yeah, I don't... all the yeah. stuff
0: that happened on screen and yeah. backstage. So we talked about it some last week with the Hangman stuff. Yeah, this ben week Wars. we got the match, and then there's kind of a well, little more talk about more of that. Like,
1: Yeah, let's do NXT.
0: Yeah, Chris Wills makes a point. All emotional wrestling at this point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's talk NXT and then we'll get into AEW because then we can start really getting into the dirt and speculating. But, before
1: Hmm. we go into NXT, do you sometimes feel like Johnny Gargano knew? There was something. He was waiting. What he was waiting for, I don't know. But do you think Gargano was waiting?
0: I think...
1: Because we know that, you know, AEW, he ain't going to work out there.
0: I don't think that he was waiting. I think that he wasn't getting the response he expected Mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. I think that... I think he got lucky. I don't think he was waiting. I don't think he was calculating. I think he was taking time off to do the family man thing. He Mm -hmm. did want to get back into wrestling... Once his kid was getting a little bit older, I think a lot of this fell into place around him. I don't think it had anything to do with him necessarily. He's lucky Triple H really likes him. I don't believe there was... I believe that if offers had been made that were of any substance, that uh, bookings would have been seen. I don't believe that there was any offers that he was interested in. And I don't think that there was very many companies that were interested in offering him more than he was getting offered. I just don't, that's just kind of my gut feeling about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think he got really, really lucky. I think had not everything happened the way that it did in WWE, he still wouldn't be wrestling. I don't, I think it's an irrelevant thing. The idea that, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't waiting it out. He wasn't like, Oh, I'll wait. And then Vince will get caught up in some legal troubles and leave he got really lucky that triple H is kind of blinded by John Johnny in the way, like the way that we talk about Vince McMahon being a body guy and getting obsessed with people's physique and in, in Conrad and Bruce's podcast it's always like, you know, he's so vascular, like the same way we go, Vince McMahon will see the right body and not care about the rest. And we think of that as Vince's blind spot. And you can name a ton of giant buff dudes who didn't work out.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I feel like Johnny is in Triple H's blind spot. I know he has a fan base. But I do not think he's. I don't think he catches on to as many people widespread as Triple H believes. Mm -hmm. And I get it. He's got fans. Justin Time in our chat. Loves him. Chris says. That Johnny Gargano not going to AUW was the best move for him. It was the only choice for him. It wasn't his choice, I don't think. If, he, if Tony wanted Johnny, I'm telling you right now, Tony would have gotten Johnny.
1: Nope. <clears throat> I was I not have... on his list at all.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. He's not on his list. He wasn't one yep. he was interested in. No. He got the one he wanted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you looked at all that stuff, he got who he wanted every time. He would have got Johnny if he wanted, if he mm-hmm. wanted Johnny you know vince wasn't crying when johnny left
1: no nope, nobody you
0: know I mean? was wwe wasn't calling him hunter was so it was just lucky for that you know what i mean like and i get it he's got a fan base and people like him and i get that i think that i just think that there's a blind spot with him and i think that that he's not as appealing to mass people as yeah. they think i think that his return was really cold and weird He came out with no fanfare, no introduction. He was talking like he had been gone for years. And, you know, producer lady, you would have liked this one, Amanda. Producer lady said that she thought it was a really funny comeback. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, he did a great parody of CM Punk's return. And I was like, what? And I watched it. I was like, oh no, he means that. She's like, wait, no, he, how could he mean that? That's all silly. He wasn't that important and he wasn't gone that long, but he's pretending (laughs) like he came back after eight years and they, Yeah. Uh, She thought it was an hysterical play on the CM Punk return and thought they were being really petty. And she's like, it's pretty clever to make fun of CM Punk's return. And then I watched it and I was like, that wasn't what they were going for, but that's what they did. It's what they did.
1: (laughs) I love petty. (laughs) I love
0: petty too. That's not what they were doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it also, like, there's things that make me think that, and when watching this NXT episode as we go into it, um, interesting things that I'm kind of observing. Yeah. Now that you know Triple H is back, kind of mm-hmm. at the at the helm, and you know with you know Shawn Michaels now, you know definitely yeah. yeah,
0: and Road Dog's back. Mm-hmm. Remember back in like '98 or so when they did the um, State of the WWE address mm-hmm. with the X? Mm-hmm. That's real life now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah probably why uh, AEW is imploding on itself too good mm. anyways right, NXT. Let's, NXT let's talk
0: NXT for a little bit because I thought overall it was good but there was parts I um, you know I skipped over some stuff and that seems going to mm-hmm. go with, with, with AEW but uh, mm-hmm. it did open up with Braun Breaker he did call out Tyler Bate and, I mean, it was a fine back and forth. I, I dug it enough. It was exactly what we thought it was going to be. And the big takeaway was that it's going to be a unification match. So this was the big takeaway the okay. of the whole night, is all these NXT UK title matches, champion versus champion at Worlds Collide, are going to unify the titles because they are dissolving the NXT UK brand. I'm curious who they're going to have... They can't just have NXT sweep the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta mm-hmm. give some credence to these new talent yeah. you're bringing in. You gotta say NXT champions also mattered. Mm-hmm. So, you can't just be all like, one for one, it's all going to the NXT people, and the NXT UK people gotta just fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. They could. They could easily do that, but I gotta think they won't. But starting with it, it was Tyler Bate and, uh, and Braun Breaker. I could see them going either way because I could see, like we've said, Braun Breaker's in a position where he could go main roster just fine. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think Tyler Bates in a position where he can't either. But I just think that you'd want to give him a little time in NXT to kind of let him flesh out in front of the American audience a little bit. Yeah. I think so. What are you laughing at me for? Oh. I said American audience. Cool. Uh, Chris said he misses black and gold and says, as the guy who watches NXT UK, I was very disappointed when Tyler Bate came out with a the championship. They killed the NXT UK tournament and it wasn't finished. I mean, yeah, it was fine. I I, didn't, I mean, I know people were upset about that, but I watch NXT UK all the time. And uh, yeah, a lot of times I'll watch it a day or two later anyways with spoilers. And to be honest, the moment that they said they were doing the tournament, I thought Bate was going to win it. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing here. So I wasn't like, I wasn't like, Oh my God, how could this happen? It was just like, okay, cool. Like he is going to win. It'll be fun to watch those matches and see how it turns out or just to watch it, you know, flesh out. But I wasn't upset by that. I know people were, but look, they got, they got to get things in motion, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh What'd you think of Tyler Bate and Brownbreaker?
1: You know, I was thinking about the belts, the same thing. Um It was in my head. I don't know. I was thinking that maybe, when they bring Braun up, it'll be during the Rumble. Mm. So, and you know, we're still a couple months. We're still a couple of months out. Yeah. So. That would be good, that would be yeah. Good so, and I also don't see with Tyler Bate why you would unify and put it on him, because I think that with obviously these people are going to be, you know kind of milling around NXT for a little bit, it doesn't make sense to put that, to have and keep it. Yeah. Whereas when we get to it, and I'm jumping ahead, but my thought is with Mandy and her situation, yeah. I, I think this is the time, because the gals are, you know, we're in the, t- in the, the tag tournament, right? Toxic mm-hmm. Attraction. So I'm thinking this is Mandy's, this is her swan song. So I think that um, Sodomore is going to win it. I don't see Blair Davenport yet.
0: I feel okay. like, and we can jump to that segment too, and we'll go through yeah. And you it. Know, yeah. We're, we're going to probably jump around a bit today just because I'm a little disheveled. But I thought about that too, that I felt like with the introduction of Blair Davenport, that she's there to take the pin to protect both the champions mm-hmm. and someone's, I mean, obviously someone's got to lose, right? But I don't think Blair's going to be the one to, to walk away with the championship. And I was thinking it would be a—it's going to be a great way to protect either of them, no matter who they choose. The only—I mean, I think that it's very possible because Toxic Attraction wasn't called up officially, yeah, no. not properly. They were a fill-in for another injury, and then they got injured.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the match wasn't remarkable, so it could have also not sat right. But I did think that, yeah, we could end up in a situation where Mandy doesn't take the pin but loses the belt, remains credit, uh, credible, and then you can have all three show up on the main roster and you can even buy them a few weeks before they even get in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, if they're healing.
1: Yeah. That's what my thoughts were. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I, because they I think they did a really that... good job with that segment, too.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think that with Satomura, too, there's a lot that she can give to that locker room. That um, I think would be a win-win for like pretty much everybody, you know, mm-hmm. or either locker rooms to, to that matter. But I think really with the crap of women that are in NXT right now, I think that would be phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's my take. I like that oh, segment too. The... Mm-hmm,
1: I did. I was. I was like, this yeah. is great. Like, Mandy has just been – I know a lot of people don't like Mandy and whatever, but you know what? You can really see her growth in that segment.
0: Yes. She came – I'm really liking her put some respect on my name gimmick. She's really been Mm -hmm. around. I like
1: that. Mm -hmm. Because
0: I think that's been a really good way to pivot her – because I thought they've had a really tough time with pivoting her away from I'm sexy. That's been Mm -hmm. pretty much her gimmick the whole time. Yeah. You know, some variation of I'm a very sexy lady. Yeah. And I'm pretty strong. Like mm-hmm. that's the majority of her gimmick in every iteration, but this one's starting to be like, I'm definitely more than that. And I'm going to make you respect me. Like she's fighting for respect now and not it, like, I, I've really enjoyed that, that pivot.
1: Yeah. And like you
0: said, I felt like she came really far. I felt like she did a great job in that segment with both women. Mm-hmm. Here's what I, I want to ask you about this. Cause I think that mm-hmm. I think it's going to be um, interpreted out of context. But I was watching Blair Davenport and the way Mm -hmm. that she moved and the way that she talked and fired up. And I know they were close in the past, but she had a lot of mannerisms and movements that were very similar to Tony Storm. She came off to me like an evil Tony Storm.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Evil Tony Storm.
0: And that's not to say that I think that she's a better Tony storm. So I don't want to say that she's a better version. I think, I think both of them are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I feel like I see them on kind of an equal playing field as far as like, their just raw ability on, on any Mm -hmm. given topic, like their mic, their in ring, all that. I feel like their character work, even it's all pretty even killed. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting because I started seeing little bits of the ways that she was doing stuff that it reminded me a lot of Tony. And I thought that, what an interesting. Like I said, not like, hey, Tony left and then they go, look at, we have a better version. Not like when Seth Rollins told uh, uh, Ocean Spray, we have, we have, we got the better version with Ricochet. You know what I mean? But they do, though. They do. They do. They I think do. Ricochet is infinitely better than Ocean Spray for a number of reasons, but I don't think that this is them saying, we got the better version of Tony. I think it was no. just like, hey, you're, you're not the you're not a, a one of one necessarily. Like you're yeah. you're not leaving a hole we can't fill. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not like a massive missing segment of our of our product now.
1: No. Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying you can just put any British or Australian or New Zealand and you know what I mean, that they just one yeah. for one. But there was I got so much evil Tony vibes from her that I thought, that's cool. And then it made me think, I hope Tony Storm turns heel in AEW because I like this version of of the evil tony sort of so to speak that i think that tony could do a badass job of it too it made me excited Mm -hmm. for what tony can do but also happy that we have blair
1: they have too many they have too many heel women over there so
0: well there's that too
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. yeah, way too many um but yeah no, no i really kind of enjoyed that because i saw that too and i was just like i couldn't put my finger on what it was about blair davenport And then, you know, fast forwarding later on and we see, you know, that vignette, the Alba Fire vignette, I'm like, okay, I'm liking where they're going now because Mm -hmm. I I, I thought it's been kind of, I don't know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't get it, but now I really kind of get it. So I think that that's a huge positive in that aspect because they're really differentiating her from other people that are now you know, that whole NXT UK affiliate. Yes. So yes. the dumb people in Orlando don't be don't be confused by, oh, it's just another person with an accent that we can barely understand or whatever, you know? Yeah. But that's how sometimes I still feel that Orlando awful Orlando audience still they is they like
0: that. Be, yeah. Time yeah. said they should give it to uh Mako. I think it's actually Miko. When I was listening to After the Bell, the way that Corey uh and Dakota And Bailey all said it was Miko. And I always thought it was, like, Miko.
1: That's what I thought, too.
0: But they're saying Miko. So I'm going to say Miko, because whatever Bailey tells me to do, I'm going to do.
1: What
0: a fanboy. Anyway. What do you mean?
2: Oh, no, no. I shouldn't talk shit. I'm not going to
0: talk shit. Uh, But Justin says uh, they should give it to Miko purely on what having her leading the division will do for all the women step up their game massively. Yeah. Yes. But we have to really see both sides, right? I do think Mandy is ready to go back to the main roster. I think she's ready. So I think you could easily have Miko uh, pin Blair. And then now you have a ready-made Blair and Miko rivalry because they Mm -hmm. were working together pretty well in UK Mm -hmm. and Blair had become number one contender and they were supposed to have another go at it. So they're already ready to go and they're ready to do this, right? Mm-hmm. I think, but I think from the standpoint of because Mako would lead the division on screen and therefore help them step up their game, I think that discredits the, the, the discredits the reality of of what is not on screen, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you're the champion and just because you're having matches every few weeks with somebody on screen doesn't mean you're not the locker room leader, right? If Miko's not the champion, she's still likely the most respected woman in the entire locker room by Mm -hmm. everyone in that building. She's probably more respected than most of men in that locker room. Like if you guys haven't heard the after the bell, it had Bailey, uh, EO Dakota uh, being interviewed by Corey and Vic Joseph. And Vic got very little words in on this one. It was just so, (laughs) it was just so interview heavy on the other side with the women talking. Um they were talking so highly of Miko and her legendary status and talking about the documentary that she's in that you got to see and I don't think that anybody on any side in that back is not listening to her if she's in that locker room. So I don't think she needs to be champion to step up the game. I do think that she's going to be stepping up the game anyways the way that she trains. I think people are going to take notice of. I think I mean, she's gonna. It's like having Undertaker back there, no matter how you cut it, you know. But it doesn't mean I don't want to see her as a champion, because I think I do. I think that, I think if I were to book that one, Mako pins uh, Priestley. No Davenport. Blair Davenport. Was was her name used to be B Priestley, or is that Gigi? No,
1: that's fucking what's his face of old lady.
0: Yeah. Let's play Davenport. Yeah. yeah. So you have, you have Miko Pin Davenport. Yeah, names are tough. Uh, I feel like I feel like we need like a like a wrestling names thesaurus. We're just. Yeah. No, really... I know who that
1: is. It's a, <laughs> it, it it's fucking Ocean Spray's old lady. But it's very interesting that let's go there. Okay. They, people are letting toxic people once again mm. have prominent roles. In wrestling, and you fucking people, it. it mm-hmm. I, I I can't I can't anymore than you know. yeah. Especially For, uh... when him and were concerned. So, yeah. yeah, you are bad, Tony Storm, but also you are a fucking evil bitch in person. So, yeah, blackmailing people. You're not that. You're good, but you're not that good, girl. Yeah. No. Yeah. When I first saw her, I'm like, oh. When she came on, I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that
0: oh. But that's how I would do it, and I would have uh, um, I would have them move into a, a Blair and Miko story and then bring Toxic Attraction on whole up to SmackDown or Raw. Yeah.
1: Triple A, just, just, just sign Ocean Spray so I can continue not watching that product.
0: No, we don't want him. We already have Ricochet. I don't want him
1: there either. I don't want him anywhere, actually. Let's be real we all know that come on
0: no i think it's great letting him do all the stuff with the elite because that's a part of the show we weren't going to watch anyways
1: well you know i hope people know newsflash guess what you know what they're building for it ain't fucking ocean spray and his little fucking aussie guys which i love off the open don't get me wrong okay i love everybody in the united empire except their fucking leader okay their leader Mm -hmm. can die as far as i'm concerned we'll be dancing on his. i will dance on his fucking grave anyways (laughs) once i die see look oh my god karma anyways but i will say that on that elite subject i know we're jumping around but on the elite subject he's not gonna win because they've already set it in motion of what's gonna happen
0: yeah yeah i don't think he's gonna win either
1: i didn't believe it was going to go that way but we'll get there anyways
0: yeah yep yep oh
1: anyway
0: uh, let's see. But let's scroll back a little bit. Because, yeah, those those are the two big takeaways for those two stories for me. But then there was other cool stuff that happened here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I forgot about that match. No, there
1: were some other things, too, that I was like, whoa. Cam and Grime.
0: Okay, we'll get to that in just a second. I did uh, Gallus versus uh, Jensen and Briggs uh, with Fallon. I uh, I fast-forwarded that whole match. Caught the very end. <laughs> this is the second time in a row because in Heat Wave, I didn't bring it up at the time, uh-huh. but Carmelo Hayes, the way that he won, he tucked he was trying so hard to make that move work that it came off kind of sloppy. It was a sloppy finish uh-huh. in a good match. And Carmelo's legs were hooked under the shoulders of Vinci. Uh-huh. So the ref is counting one two three and even at two Vinci was struggling and because Carmelo was trying so hard to get leverage he actually lifted Vinci's legs so far up off the mat Mm -hmm. it wasn't touching it to begin with but then by the end of it it was like a good foot above the mat and the ref was still counting I thought everyone looked dumb because they were trying so hard to make that move look cool that they completely missed the point of how a match is won and The guy's shoulders never touched. And then even more so were removed and the the ref still counts. The ref looked like an idiot in this one. Pretty deadly comes out. They attack Jensen and Briggs and they fight all the way to the back, punching each other. And the ref counts them out. How is the ref not disqualifying the thing? And the reason the ref didn't disqualify is because Gallus had to win. Mm -hmm. But Gallus can't win if Briggs gets jumped. They win because they're disqualified, right? So then Gallus looks like idiots because then they turn to the ref and they said, oh, we won. Give us our titles. And the ref's like, you don't win the title count out. And they're like, what? Like, how did nobody in that match understand the rules but knew to count to 10 and were still confused <laughs> by the end of it all? Like, I just thought... For a match that had very little of me wanting to watch to begin with, for it to finish like that, I was like, God, these guys are better than that. And be on, I'll be honest, until Briggs starts wrestling in something that's not what he's wearing, I'm not <laughs> watching his matches. These Daisy Dukes and cowboy-looking boot moon boots, like they look like slippers painted to look like cowboy boots. I'm not having it. And I'm not watching it. And he's supposed to be a good guy. Here's the thing. When people wear obnoxious clothing, it's because you want to boo. Like they want you to boo. Corbin wears wore a stupid vest for a long time because he realized that people hated him for it. The amount of comments online of people being like, "He looks like a waiter. He looks like a fucking not a sommelier, but you know." They're just like, yo, why is he? Why is he dressed like he's working at HGI Fridays? Why isn't he dressed like a wrestler? Where's his gear?" So he sees that. He said this on an interview. He he says, he says he sees that and goes, oh, I gotta buy more vets. They hate that. This guy looks like an absolute fool and I'm supposed to cheer him and all I want to see is him get his boots knocked off of him. So I'm like, I'm not watching it anyways. And then the guys didn't know the rules. Whatever.
1: I have no problem with, you know, the boots are a over the heels, yes. <laughs> I have no problem with the, uh, the, the daisy dukes
0: all, mm-hmm. all right that's fair mm-hmm. that's fair it looks like he's wearing Fenley shorts or henley's shorts yeah or fallon henley
1: mm-hmm. yeah no he does and they it's share. Kind of cool. yeah. but you know then again you know if you were john team i'd be a holy damn like geez, yeah. that, that's too hot for tv
0: yeah it's true here for Wait, dude buds,
1: though
0: yeah. uh The Andre Chase thing—I really don't like Chase University and and what they're doing with it.
1: God, why can't they get rid of it? I just—it there's—I fast forward through it every time, every time, every time.
0: Yeah, Justin even says I still don't understand why I ended in a countout when the ref clearly saw a pretty deadly attack Briggs and Jensen. And even if he didn't see the initial attack, he's Mm -hmm. counting to ten, screaming at them while they're punching each other.
2: Mm -hmm. Like even if
0: he didn't see the initial thing. He's seen the preceding blows. That's what made me so mad about it. As I watched it, I was like screaming at it. But what I did like in the Chase University thing is the introduction to the American audience, uh, Mr. Dempsey. Was it Jack Dempsey? Is that his name? Uh, Dempsey. Charlie Dempsey. Charlie Dempsey is the son of Lord Stephen Regal. William Regal now. I never know which Lord he was. But I do know he's a man, a man's man. So Charlie Dempsey is Regal's son looking like a badass Kenny Omega. So he is a better version of Omega, if you ask me. And his stuff was pretty cool. And I like how he called all them soft and told them to Google Billy Robinson and kind of walked off. I like Dempsey. I like Dempsey a lot. I didn't like any of the acting of everyone around him. Even the people watching overacting like, (gasps) fucking ridiculous.
1: Worst crowd ever.
0: ever. Yeah. Oh god, no. That wasn't the crowd. (laughs) That was the other kids. The other. The other. That's right.
1: still same thing. But yeah. Honestly, I fast forwarded through that because I fucking chased. There's no. For me, there's no value. Like the, the two things that I commonly will fast forward through. Chase University is number one. Yep. Number two has to be pretty deadly.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: I just don't don't get it. Don't want to get it at this point.
0: So yeah, yeah. I'm on board with that. I just like Dempsey and I want to see him away from those people. Uh Chris Willis does say he's an exit restaurant in next UK. I know, dude. I've seen him over there. We've been watching him for a long time. Uh, Not a long time. You know how long he's been. In the but next it's son days. of Regal. Like Come on now. But yeah, it's the son of Regal. Badass. Yeah. Uh, that, that did bring us to the Grayson Waller effect. Yes. Yo, know, like I'm finding myself while I'm watching this. Like I already like Waller. I think he's yeah. amazing. But as I'm watching it, he keeps the way he's like. There's no script to him. You know what I mean? If he's scripted, there's no way you'd know it like he's yeah. so natural in every delivery every he's so nuanced in every little thing like when he was when he would look away from Apollo to check in with the IG live and stuff and uh-huh. god, i found myself watching it and just keep going like god he's such a douchebag like <laughs> i like him and i was not liking him you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's just fucking tremendous
2: oh yeah
0: and then apollo came across badass here like this is what I've been needing from Apollo
1: Where, where's this Apollo been okay on NXT like I feel like mm-hmm. okay Apollo comes down Woo, It's Apollo alright there's not anything great about it there's no like feel like there's no, not a reason because yeah. you know like when Mandy came down yeah, you know kind of knew right away this like what the hell is he just here and I think that this really rose his stock in NXT of yes. kind of those things of this is why I was here. And I thought that was re- – it was a really – it was very well played. And yeah. I just was on the floor. I was rolling. It was great.
0: It was amazing. I love Waller saying, I'm going to ask you what no one else has the guts to ask you, what happened to your mm-hmm. accent. <laughs> and then Apollo goes into it, and he's all like, I'm not afraid of my past. He goes, but I realized I was too focused on my past, not enough on my future, mm-hmm. which – was a good line, except he then followed it up with, and that's why I'm back in NXT. You're like, but that's your past again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, oh, man.
1: But he's still a Nigerian warrior. You have to remember that. So.
0: That's yeah. yep. Yeah, and he yeah. said that. So,
1: I mean, yeah. So I feel like, you know, it did it did great justice to the two of them. I also I do not mind because sometimes some of these NXT those little shows like Lash Legend I hated that you know that i'm like oh i don't know what you know i mean i like grayson waller but i'm like oh god what are they going to do with this and i was very very happy yes, with the outcome of it i'm just hoping that future ones will this really set the tone for that
0: i agree with everything you just said uh justin time to say that was the best Oh, yeah, your low-budget version of The Miz. And he goes, you think that's an insult, but it's not. Like, that's a compliment, mate. Like, that was so good. Justin Time mm-hmm. said, Waller's tweet when Johnny Gargano came back was excellent. Yeah, he said something like, uh, "Something a lot about how he was running away from him still. Like, he's not surprised he didn't come back to NXT. He'd run away, too. Uh, but this whole thing was awesome. And the only thing that sucked was um, uh, Diamond Mine came out. And I remember they were the NXT champions. I didn't realize that when they came out. I was like, what the fuck are those? So... Uh, but it was what it was. Uh, the Stone and Wagner interview. Von Wagner did very good there. Mm-hmm. He's outgrown <laughs> Stone already.
1: Um. Well, yeah. Or is it our just our hatred of Robert Stone that, uh, like, for me, so I'm it like, yeah, it could be a bias. Oh, get, get go away, Vaughn Wagner. Go away from Robert Stone. I can't do this anymore.
0: Yeah, I thought in that segment, Stone brought nothing to it at all, and Von Wagner said everything he needed Ron to Wagner. say. Mm-hmm. I really liked his voice. I thought he had a really good sound. He mm-hmm. still looks scary and big. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought he said everything that needed to be said. I was like, I don't know why Stone was here at all. This could have all been Wagner. Yeah. So I'm going to that. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll come back to that. Uh, Cameron Grimes defeating uh, Javier Bernal. Yo, my – Okay. He calls himself Big Body Javi, but he's an average-sized human. (laughs) And then he put it on his pants, Big Body. And then he's in the back saying, I'm Big Body Javi. No one talks to Big Body like that. And he keeps saying it. Like, it's going to make him large. (laughs) Like, it's the most Napoleon-complexed gimmick I've ever seen. Except for he's not... So undersized that it would fit. He's got like a Napoleon complex, but is a largely generally athletic, average looking person. He looks like a generally athletic, normal human. And at you'd see at the grocery store, he yeah. doesn't look like a super athlete. He's not a giant, but he's also not undersized. He'd look like if he was your friend, you'd be like, dude, you're looking good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, you're working out a little, eh? But he doesn't look like you'd go, Hey, you should be in football. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just was so confused by his existence and everything about his character that it made me go, you're playing a character. You're the opposite of Solo Sokoa. (laughs) Solo Sokoa is a dude who seems like the kind of guy you'd want to sit down in the bar with and have a drink, but you wouldn't want to run into him in an alley (laughs) if you didn't get along with him in that bar. Like, he comes off so real and authentic. Javi comes off. So I've got this idea for this character. I think it would be fun and not the Tiffany Stratton way where she actually pulls off the, like this is a failing gimmick. They need to pull out immediately and give them something else. But then common Grimes come out all greased up. Here's my problem with, with Cameron. Oh, just says Grimes is already starting to lose the hair. I I know. Oh my God. Is he getting a bald spot?
1: no no this, okay at first i thought there was something wrong with my tv okay i did a double take and i'm like wait do they they don't they don't go and they don't like doctor up like footage right like they don't go and photoshop things so whatever right so i for the first like two minutes like the first minute of the match I was staring like what what's what why what's wrong here what why can't I figure it out yeah then it hit me I'm like oh my god I've never seen him with so little hair and it was shocking because he was very white
2: not that yes.
1: you know I'm, I'm yeah. not shaming him or anything it was just he was very glowy and that yes. kind of bothered me yes. a little bit I was a little disturbed I'm like, that so, ain't enough. God well, damn. Justin
0: Time said that last week, right? Totally grease him yeah. up and shave him entirely. Yeah. Justin, so, damn you. Damn uh, you for the. Justin did say, Bernal looks like the guy you want to drag into the alley and beat his ass, which is true. He's the type of dude. And I'll give him that. From, from a heel perspective, I definitely want to see him get his ass kicked because you think you're something you're not. I like that big security dude who keeps telling him that he's a prick. I like all that. I will give him that for sure. That part works. But without some sort of at least connection of of this Napoleon complex or something, it is so. I mean, maybe it's maybe I'm completely worked by it. Maybe this is brilliant. I don't know. Uh, Grim Reaper does say Javier is very Crash Holly with the allegedly over four hundred pounds, which is true. That was hysterical. Crash Holly used to oh, come yeah. out and he'd be undersized, and they'd be like the way they would say the height and weight, and they would say allegedly over four hundred pounds. It was great. Oh yeah, and
1: how uh, Andrew Everett is like seven over seven feet tall.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. or in like how, uh, Adam Cole is six, two, uh, Justin time says, uh, next is the hair on his head and beard. Here's something I noticed about Cameron Grimes. And I want to know what you know, because we've all been very, very honest and often putting over how much we like Cameron Grimes. He feels like it's not even, I mean, maybe intentionally, maybe this is all the Joe Gacy thing, because I was thinking that he he's coming off so much like a lost character. And not like he doesn't know who he is, but everything about everything that connected him to anything that worked has been stripped away. He doesn't have money. The only reason he says to the moon is because it's what he's supposed to say. His character doesn't cut it in any, any promos. He doesn't look greasy or slimy. So the name Cameron Grimes doesn't make sense like it used to. Like he used to come out and his name was Cameron Grimes and you just it made sense. And you go, oh, I don't want to smell that guy. A guy just looks hairy and sweaty and gross, you know? And then he was doing all the stuff where he was just kind of dumb and getting lucky and then getting smart with the stocks and making money. So now his music doesn't match his character, and his name doesn't match who he's become, and his trunks are plain black, like he borrowed someone else's stuff. There's nothing identifiable about him anymore. He's now a generic avatar you would get in a video game. And I understand that the story with Joe Gacy is that he's trying to lure Cameron Grimes in and calling him, like, a lost soul type. But he's also, like, vacant of character right now. And mm-hmm. it seems really weird to strip a guy of everything that worked. I mean, it, do you think he joins Joe Gacy and becomes some sort of weird weird dude with multicolored eyes and some sort of half-shaped head?
1: You know... I hope he doesn't have multicolor eyes. I think the shock value already is the minimal amount of hair. Mm. Um, but I will say that I get that, you know, they're basically stripping him of everything. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but, and also, you know, going back to being a Trevor Lee fan He always had really plain black, black shit. So, which makes me sometimes wonder: with this, is is he gonna come out of it as some going go 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 into Gacy's thing and come out of it, go into it and come out of it as something completely different? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's gonna be really interesting to see. So that's where for me, I'm like, I'm like kind of into this and I'm kind of buying it because there's so many things that could happen. Yeah, but is it for the better? Maybe because Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's more like would the Cameron Grimes character, if he were to go to the main roster, would that make sense, or is it just going to be this joke the whole you know the whole time?
0: So So, Cameron Grimes made sense before.
1: Yeah, but they're maybe transitioning him into something new and something else.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris is saying I'm surprised Cameron Grimes is not on the main roster yet. And I would have said that a year ago, like after the, the million dollar championship thing, I was like, all right, let's bring him up. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin says he'll probably change his name as well when he joins Gacy. And Chris has seen the Grizzly Young Veterans with the gimmick change. is very weird. But the thing is, I was so fucking tired of the Grizzly Young Veteran gimmick.
1: Yep. Episode one. I caught that.
0: Yep. Yeah. He said mm-hmm. that immediately. I was like, who could it be? You're like Grizzly Young Vets, of course. And I was like, oh, oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh yeah, I don't. I didn't mind that at all because what they were doing wasn't working. They were having great matches,
1: but yeah. It didn't but, matter. <clears throat> I think that it's that it's the identity. I mean, look at look at what happened to LA Knight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Max Dupree, that bullshit. Come on.
0: Yeah. Come
1: on. I mean, it's like that was a change that was like uh total. You know, one eighty. And it's like, well, okay, we're supposed to be okay with, with this one. It, it makes no sense, absolute no sense. Whereas this one, I could see it making sense because it would prove, it would give him more long-term, I don't want to say believability, but it would actually give him more of a, I think more of a, a place on the roster than I think as Cameron Grimes. Yes. And then he'll get back.
0: I just think that Cameron Grimes' a gimmick would have worked better than where we're at right now. Like, right (laughs) now, he's nowhere near being ready to go on the main roster. He's, like, such a not-fleshed-out character anymore. Well, I think that you only want to do so much of that on NXT because I think of guys like Gargano and Ciampa. The best thing they ever did was their first two years in NXT. Then after that, it's a bunch of, like, well, this was a nice little thing, and this match was good. And then they get to the main roster, and you're kind of like, Yep. Everyone's, everyone's trying like, or everyone's already fantasy booking. That we get back to DIY? How do we get Gargano and Chompa back together? That's just a callback to say that the best they ever did was the first two years in NXT. You don't want to do too much on NXT because you got to save some shit for the main roster, right? Like if they're ready, they're ready. And you do the weird things later. Like
1: I think that, no, but I really think that when he goes up to the main roster, which is inevitable, because mm-hmm. I think that Triple H yeah. is very high on him, um, that it's going to be closer to his normal persona. I
2: hope. I think so. Yeah. Or maybe he
1: weird. does go back to his, you know, grimy ways. Who know? I mean, who knows? It's hard to say. But also, in a way, I'm very curious because, you know, I fucking love Joe Gacy, so yeah. this is... Yeah, I, you know, so for me, it's win-win either way, yeah. but it's weird. The hair, I'm not going to lie. It's weird. Yeah. it It's really, really weird. I just, I know if they make him bald, I'm going to cry. Justin, I'm going to cry.
0: What if they just do straight down the middle and one half is bald and then they no! do straight down the middle, no! the other half, opposite half of his beard is bald.
1: No. So it's kind of like, Don't,
0: almost no. like a checkered kind of hair no!
1: look no don't do that
0: and then you can put it up in one bun off to the side like a mini mouse ear.
1: no don't don't project that kind of shit out there (laughs) i think we influence things but please don't influence that please for the love of god yeah Yeah, guys we're back home yep fart yeah that, that was big fart
0: we did the wednesday show without a fart gun it was terrible. Went went horribly wrong. Yeah. Cause I did it remote for my grandma's. My grandma does not have a fart gun. Well, I didn't bring mine cause I thought of course she's gonna have one and she didn't. It's a fucking problem, you know. All right, sorry. Back on topic. Shaking my head. Uh. All right, as we keep it moving, the Alba Fire thing we talked about was awesome. Blair Davenport beat the shit out of Indy Hartwell, and I like that.
1: Poor Indy Harwell, but what I did not like. When I... I knew it was coming.
0: Wait, after the match? Before we talk after the match. mm -hmm. In the match. So immediately at the end of the match, when Blair grabs the mic, she goes, I just beat one of the best that the women's roster has to offer. And I was like, what? Like, why did you say that even? She loses a lot. Matter of fact, in the match, Vic Joseph said on commentary, and I don't think it came across the way he intended it, was he said, Indy Hartwell is such a great example of how hard it can be to gain some momentum in NXT. And I was all like, ooh, that sounds like try as we might, we can't get her over. You know what I mean? Like, that sounded like. Just goes to show you that no matter how hard we try, if you suck in ring, there's nothing we can do about it. Like it's what it sounded like. And I don't think that's what he intended, but it came across that way to me where it was all like, she's such a great example of the machine being behind you and you still are a failure. You know, (laughs) like I was like, God, what a crushing word. And then, and then immediately Blair's like the best you have to offer. And I was like, not according to commentary a second ago. And then of course, all this stuff happens with Davenport, Mandy, and Mako we talked about. And then afterwards, there's uh, – oh, I was going to say that real quick about uh, Waller. When he ran into the ring to do his thing and Vic was had the mic and they were talking, he snapped it out of his hand. And I was like, see, because that's what an asshole would do. That's why I get so annoyed when baby faces do that in AEW because assholes do that. Uh, but Indy Hartwell does this, woe is me, crocodile tears. Oh, it's so hard. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then Dexter shows up. They do a bunch of stupid index stuff. The child crowd chants. Then they go to the back. They suck face. And then uh, the police show up and tackle Dexter and take him away. I was completely on Wade's side during all this because he's all like, I thought we were done with this garbage. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the way he God,
1: says it. God bless Wade. God bless Wade.
0: I swear that out of all the things he talks about, you can tell he's talking about this story and these characters. And every time he talks about index, it sounds like he's not talking about these characters. He's talking about this, everything. I thought we were done with this garbage. I thought we weren't doing bullshit like this anymore. I thought, I thought that the story and creative of this was trash is how he comes across. And I love him for it. Uh, because every other time he goes, that guy's a jerk, and I don't support the good guys. And this one was like, this story sucks. This is <laughs> shitty. Yeah. But
1: I love that it has the way Barrel, that uh, Barrett seal of approval. Yes. Yeah. I was on the floor. I was laughing. I'm like, me too.
0: He comes out. I've got some bad creative, and then boom! Here comes Index. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grimber does say in the NXT vein, Paige is going to be a guest referee at, in WAW UK on ten fifteen. It's being touted as her first in-ring appearance since WWE. Interesting. Hmm. Is that her family's promotion, WAW? I think it might be. I feel like it was. Uh, Justin does say the index stuff was incredible. Give me indie breaking Dexter out of jail and an index versus the it couple feud, and I'm a happy man. Well, Dude, I what? wish there was more YouTube exclusive content for you, Justin. Because <laughs> I don't want that on my TV, but you can. Watch I don't
1: either. TV. Please, that's a YouTube kind of thing. That's a little vignette. That's a TikTok thing. That's a Facebook, you know, an Instagram live thing. Yeah. Or a story. We we don't need that on TV. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think Barrett would have a heart attack. Yes. He'd be so disgusted. Like, oh, kill me now. Yep. Yep. Said, yep, all that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, Yeah.
0: Um, Tiffany Stratton did an awesome backstage interview. Tony D'Angelo did a good one with Logato. JD McDonough, his whole video package, he was hanging upside down, looking scary as hell. Oh, that was creepy. He's doing uh, he, some next level stuff right now.
1: Yeah, he creeps me out. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Like he's a little leprechaun or something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I liked the Wesley and Kaden and Cantana. I thought they all had really good chemistry together. Yeah, I they it was did. Fun.
1: That was really fun. Uh,
0: it didn't. It didn't seem to make it like there was no point to any of it. But no. I, I just, I, I don't know. I liked the moment and they were all good and I was like, this is fun. But we've gotten nowhere. So yeah. just a little weird. Uh, there's the Loomis bullshit. The diet. Oh yeah, and so the the oh. Cora Jade cut a good promo where she mm-hmm. talked about the, I <laughs> can. Talked about all the idiots online it was so funny. Anything you want to say about Cora Jade's promo?
1: No, she, she was like, I'm like, you hit that right, the nail right on the head. On the
0: oh yeah, I love it. I love the way she was. You know, you know why I like it too is. Before she got into wrestling, like, early on, she was a stand on IWC. Like, she was part of the internet wrestling community and was for years. So much so that everyone knew her as she went. Guys, I'm going to start training. Like, it was, like, just another one of, of the ones. So she knows what will drive them nuts. She knows the little jabs she can give, the things that yeah. they find tired and old, and the things that will annoy them. Like, I love when she takes a knock at the – when she does the stuff online because I'm all like, yeah, she's just – doing what she always did, but on a big platform Mm -hmm. now, and I think it's dope.
1: Yeah, and y'all are just too sensitive. Sensitive keyboard warriors, you know.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dyad beat up uh, Legato. And um, Tony told him to go fuck off, more or less. And (laughs) to me, the big takeaway was Santos comes up. Swoops in the back and says, "Oh, did you guys think I was gonna leave without you?" And he goes, "Let's say we go." And they all fucking jumped in the car. And I, <laughs> I cried. I'm
1: not did gonna you? lie, I cried. I I cried. I was like, "Is it the right thing to do?" Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I cried so much that my uh, bag with my eyebrow stuff fell on my head right now.
0: <laughs> it's no, funny I, I, because it's what I told him when I when I saw him. I was all like. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want you to lose because I'm ready for you to move on to the main to the main show. I want to see you on the big stage, and I was like, "But I wish there was a way you could take your guys with you, man. Like I like that package." And he was like, "Yeah, man." And he's like, "Amen to that." You know, like I was like, "I wish there was a way." And he's all like, "Yeah, we'll keep watching then because you're gonna like it." You know, that's what we want. Out.
1: Everyone wanted. I mean, most most people, who especially if you're fans of Legado, like I'm like they got they got to they have mm-hmm. to and then i was like after you know they lost i was like oh, man. you know like i'm like Damn. yeah and then when soldiers waterworks yeah. like that was the best yeah so i'm excited i'm very excited
0: very excited about that I was that impressed. will okay oh, me
1: watch main roster shit there's yes. very few things that would get me to do it but yeah
0: yeah it's getting close
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah uh, cross the, is another one too yeah what he's doing is crazy
1: yeah but i, I the hair kind of bothers me i'm I, I still not used to that
0: uh tyler Bate and von wagner was surprisingly good mm-hmm. uh, i was not expecting it to be as good as it was mm-hmm. uh i shouldn't have been surprised but i guess i was uh but outside of that i mean tyler Bate one and he had to we knew but it does take us to the main event. Wendy Chu versus Tiffany Stratton in a lights out match. The whole match was done with a black light, which I thought was so cool. Yes. I saw some people trying to give them crap being like, Oh, look at, they're doing a lights out match, but they actually have the lights out. How stupid, how funny, how corny. And I was like, no, no, no. Like this is Wendy Chu. Like
1: Wendy he world. Okay. Yeah. You're in
0: Wendy <laughs> Chu's world. And by doing it with a black light where you can still see everything. And it wasn't just like purely black light. So like everything glowed weird,
1: but Mm -hmm. it was like
0: a predominantly black light with white light coming through it. So it just Mm -hmm. made the whole ring glow enough that you could see everything. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, Justin does say, awesome to see Legato back together, but boy, does that make the outcome of last week look dumb. Kind of, I mean, it makes Tony, well, I mean, and then even the way they did it was it was the first person who got the hit, right? Because they both had their weapons. It did lead to at least this week of Tony basically putting his foot in his mouth and losing legato because he's an idiot which just kind of builds more animosity towards him he's he becomes a big bad guy so yeah yeah a little bit but i think it still works but the lights out match use of the legos use of the bed i like the hairspray the makeup powder Thought it was done in a clever way, and I didn't think that I was going to dig it. It was funny to see Wendy Chu in her street gear, which was like shorts onesie with cow slippers. It was pretty neat. And then Chu ends up winning with a Vader splash. What do you think of this match?
1: All right, first of all, There are evil duck slippers. I just wanted to circle back to that from episode one. Posted a photo of those on Twitter. There are evil duck slippers. And kudos to Wendy for cow slippers. I was dying. I'm like, oh my God, Cookie monster, Wendy. Cow slippers. Yeah, that was awesome. Of course, we all know I'm on the choo-choo train, so I'm very biased. But I do love Tiffany Stratton, and I think that this was probably... This is a way to kind of end that that feud. Yes. And not because when you went it was just was it was such a cute match and the spin on, you know, this kind of match that it wasn't too gimmicky and it worked really, really well. Yes. And both of them did a fucking banger job, I thought. And for that to be the main event. Because I was shocked it was gonna be the main event. Yeah, to be quite honest.
0: So I was really happy the for the two of them it. to get the mm-hmm. main event.
1: Yeah, that, thought, although
0: and... Wendy Chu's been there a while, she's been nowhere really that close to the main event scene ever. Mm-hmm. So they both feel pretty yeah. young and fresh, especially in their characters. And to see them both in the main event for that mm-hmm. one, and to hold it down, and they both did such a good job. There was almost mm-hmm. nothing I saw at any point where I went like, "Ooh, that didn't look good." Like everything, else, I was like, "Damn!" No. It was. It was.
1: It was smooth. It was. You know when the
0: pink you, folding chair.
1: yeah, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like oh, fuck you. but I kind of thought like with this one, this was there were no okay, this is main event jitters because sometimes when you're in, you know, your first one like that, there's a lot of jitters and a lot of things could go, kind of go a little wonky. Yes, so this was like two like veteran people, yeah. like who yeah. you know have that rivalry, and I mean and it, and it went so well I mean I, I'm like these two need to be main eventing a little bit more over there and I think that um, I just really think that god that it was just done so well like everything the lighting just the props and Legos do hurt by the way <laughs> I don't know if you've ever not ta- stepping on Lego but like I've actually fallen on the Lego piece mm. Shit.
0: Bad. Bad. I will say that I know that the internet wrestling world and, and the indie wrestling fans, they, the, the kitschiness of the Legos is such a big deal. Cause it's always with the same line that you hear from every commentator who's ever commentated any match that's ever had a Lego. Oh my God. Have you ever stepped on a Lego? And it just calls back <laughs> to like the memes of it. And I always go, we get it. It hurts to step on a Lego. But it also doesn't hurt as bad as people say. People act like it's like getting a thumbtack up your fucking butt cheek is way worse than stepping on a Lego. No, it's not. Yes, it is.
1: No, it's not. Oh,
0: my God. Yes, it is. Being cut by a light tube is.
1: Well, that's no, no, that's totally different. That's a different a thumbtack
0: animal too. I had the whole thing flatten my foot and it hurt for yeah. weeks it bruised up I've stepped on Legos all the time and an hour later was like yeah I better clean these up I don't want to do that again
1: Well because I think there's the the mystique of okay a Lego when you know you're when you're a kid you're around a Lego all the time you're not around thumbtacks okay so I think there's a psychology in your head of when you step on a thumbtack, yeah, that, you know that could scar you a little bit more than a Lego. But I cha- I challenge you to take a Lego. Now I'm talking not one of the little flat ones. No, I'm talking about like a, a frickin' brick, like a six a six daughter one or whatever. A couple of those, you know, mix it in a little. Step on that and then step on a couple of thumbtacks. And you tell me.
0: Yeah, thumbtacks are worse every time. Why? They are because they bruise you and make you bleed.
1: And Legos don't either. I've been fed by Lego. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yay. You must be stepping on Duplo then, man, because you know what? Legos fucking hurt. Okay, they fucking hurt. They cut skin. Unless you have, like, buffalo type of skin on the bottoms of your feet.
0: But... I know that everyone's into that stuff and they all think it's fun. And so I always just say, okay, but I'm never excited. And I always no, think that no, the Lego stuff you, never looks that. It also doesn't Forks. look good.
1: Okay. I don't. I wish I had Lego here, but I do not. If I already to say some Lego, step in a Lego? I, I would do that right now. I, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> step on a Lego and step on a thumb And I would tell you what would hurt more. And I say it's the Lego.
0: Yeah. Definitely not because
1: the thumb I don't know unless you don't like needles or anything like that like a thumbtack yeah no now if you were falling on anything anything's gonna hurt but I think that I don't know you if you're if you basically got Germaned into a pile of Lego or if you got germined into a pile of thumbtacks it's gonna hurt but not really. I think,
0: well, I mean, well, German suplex either way, yeah, it's going to hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't no, tell me German suplex is not going to hurt. Please don't tell me that. But if you were landing either one, I think more of because the Legos aren't going to be sticking into your body. I think the shock of having thumbtacks stuck to your body is the mm-hmm. psychological part of it where you think it's going to hurt more because you have to pull it out and ow, that's going to hurt. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, granted, okay, it's going to hurt when you fucking take a shower. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, Legos? Legos are brutal.
0: Justin Time says it best. What kind of Legos are you playing with that they're making you bleed? Discontinue those immediately if they exist.
1: Regular Legos. I've stepped on no. them before. No,
0: you're a liar. Yes.
1: No, I am not lying. Oh my God. They hurt. God damn I'm it. I'm a
0: kayfabe yeah. everyone. But what I am saying is that, like, it also doesn't look very impressive. Like, when someone lands on thumbtacks and sits up and they're falling out of them and stuck into them, it looks like, oh, my God. But when you see somebody fall on multicolored little toys and then kind of get up and they're still just there, it just doesn't look all that, like, much. So, I'm just saying that, for me, Lego spots don't do it. But I always accept them because everyone else loves them. But I'm just saying the Lego spot, I was like, okay. But... It all looked fine otherwise, you know what I mean? And it didn't look you know, bad. It didn't make them look stupid or anything, but I was kind of like, okay, Legos. And it worked because it was Wendy. More so than anyone else, it worked because it was Wendy.
1: Yeah. Now, I've seen another person do gummy bears. That's stupid.
0: That's way dumb.
1: That's way dumb. But, no. But I will say, if you were to be a victim of, I don't know, Darby Allen's skateboard and he fucking launches off a turnbuckle on your back... Now, that shit's gonna hurt.
0: Yeah, would have had Legos if on the back. You had there?
1: Lego on the bottom of the skateboard. No, it would not. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, a difference
0: there. Kiro's in the chat though. Cheers to Kiro coming through. He said he does say Legos has sharp corners, so he's on your side.
1: But... exactly, they make you believe.
0: Anything else you want to say about that main event? I was really impressed by both women here, and I, I mean, it just was what well, I just if, I if, can't wait for what's next.
1: Did you watch the um, after? Little interview that Wendy did. No. No, you should watch it. It's really cute. It's she did it for the, all the for all the strange people, kind of strange, quirky people out there.
0: It's on the so. on her socials.
1: Um, WWE had. I on don't their, know who retweeted on it. YouTube Someone site. had retweeted it, but that's how I saw it.
0: Their digital it exclusives. Uh mm-hmm. Okay, we'll find it.
1: Take a look at that. I thought that was great. I'm
0: like.
1: Yeah. And by the way. I will cosplay Wendy Chu on the Jericho Cruise. Bringing a slushy cup and everything. Yeah. Yep. That's one of the, because they have theme nights and I'm going to do that. Most people yell, what the fuck are you? I'm like, you obviously don't watch wrestling people doll. all. I wish I had more hair so I could do her hair this.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well anything else you want to talk AEW and talk some of this mess that's happening over there oh god
1: let's talk about the mess because
0: speaking of mess it opened up with Jericho I'll be honest I didn't really care for any of this Jericho Daniel Garcia or Daniel Bryan stuff and then the idea of Daniel Bryan versus Jericho has me less than interested
1: why why are we getting rehashed WWE bullshit Tony Khan why why are you the only one that fucking gets a fucking erection for this shit? Why?
0: I've seen so many people say like, well, you know Jericho and Daniel's going to be good. I'm like, I don't know that it is. No, I fucking really is. washed
1: out Jericho. Are you kidding my ass? Maybe Jericho five step, five, six, seven years ago, maybe, but not not now.
0: Yeah, it's no. really. It's and his, he's still trying to do the lionheart thing. He's still trying to talk about being part of the ju- dungeon, and he never was. Like, it was. I just. Didn't care about any of it. fast forwarded. Yeah. I, I mean, I listened to it, but I was like, really not. Like I thought he was
1: going was... away because the band was touring. But, you know, I guess not. So no, no. We're stuck with this. We're stuck with you know, I mean, I don't know. Um, I did want to comment and say, you know, I always thought that um, All Out, yeah. when AEW had started, that All Out was going to be the special of the of all of the pay-per-views that they would ever do because that stemmed from All In and that was something that nobody ever thought that they would do. So what was it, 11,213 people? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, it, it's, it's really telling to kind of see where it was then and then how it is now. Like, mm-hmm. if you go back and look at All In, I mean, yeah, that was pretty fucking groundbreaking. And... It wasn't flooded with all of, you know, pro wrestling teeth sitting in the first three rows. Mm-hmm. None of them were even, no, I didn't even see any of them on the floor, to be completely honest. You know, yes, you did see some familiar faces in the front row. You know, and you saw, you know, uh, what's his face, Topanga's husband. That's where he had his bachelor party. So that's why he had John Mayer there. I thought like, that was fucking random. I'm like, John Mayer wanted fucking wrestling? Or is he bored to death over there? But still, it was, you know, something special. Now it's like a shell of what it, it was. There's nothing, I think, nothing special about this pay per view period. There's nothing, I think. Yeah, okay, so year. you're going to have another belt. And it's probably going to get put on the Young Bucks and Omega. Okay, been there, done that. You know, I mean, it, I don't want to see Jericho versus Daniel O'Brien. Obviously, you know, Phil, I stubbed my toe Brooks. You know, that's not happening there with, with Moxley and that bullshit. So it's like, what's special?
0: Yeah, there there's a- nothing on this card that I'm... Uh, there's only one match that I'm actually interested in seeing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I the rest of it... Yeah. Uh, Kiro does say, AEW mess, yay. And then uh, Justin says, this Jericho-Dangerson match is going to be an overbooked mess. Kiro says, currently dangerous in the ring, Jericho, versus a guy, if he hits his head the wrong way, dies. Very smart match. And then Justin says, actually enjoy what's going on with Daniel Garcia. So before we talk all out, like, in 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 whole... uh. The Daniel Garcia stuff, this is part of my problem with what this promo was. It was so childish. It was childish in the way that it was conceived, the way that it was delivered, and even the way that the fans were reacting. This, you're a wrestler, you're a sports entertainer, this back and forth on a thing that is like this made-up branding, back and forth, especially... With Vince gone and WWE making it a point to, uh, to, to, to use the verbiage that was not always allowed. The fact that okay. Drew McIntyre and KO had a promo the other day and Drew said we're wrestlers in a wrestling re- ring, so I say we have a wrestling match. Just to drive it home. Like, guys, things are different now. We're going to say some things. Uh, Jer- Kevin Owens said to somebody else somewhere, I was like, I don't care if you call yourself a wrestler or a sports entertainer or whatever you want to call yourself. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Drew said that to KO too. He's like, I don't care. You call yourself a wrestler, a prize fighter, a sports entertainer. I don't care. I just want to fight you. You know, and it's like they're saying it. So now this whole story, this whole world that Jericho's built around the idea that Vince McMahon was specific with his branding is now also outdated because. That, that brand is no longer branding the same way necessarily. So now this your wrestler, your sports entertainer, when you're really talking about the same thing anyways and you're talking about a company that is just as sports entertainment heavy as WWE, it comes off like you're talking down to your audience like you're trying to tell them there's a difference when they're just so clearly obviously is not and it was really stupid. Uh, Kuro said wasn't a big uh, wasn't a big complaint for the longest time of WWE fans that WWE had too many titles. How many does AEW have now? Yeah, yeah, there's over twenty on their television. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the whole thing. I was like, this is stupid, man. I feel like I'm dumber for watching this. Well, but Jericho's just that way. So let's talk. Let's see, Dax versus Jay Lethal. A lot of people love this match. Thought it was pretty good. Like, it was good. It was great. Like, Dax is awesome. Jay Lethal's great. I just didn't see what we're doing or why. Like, I don't understand this rivalry. I don't don't understand having a trios rivalry outside of the trios competition.
1: I don't know. I don't want to say it's um part of me thinks that it's well, you know we have Jay lethal, we need an excuse to use him, yeah, that's what it kind of feels like.
0: I love Sante awesome.
1: to death don't 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 get me wrong, okay, I just feel that this is let's give. Um, Jay Lethal some airtime. There are others I feel that need some airtime that don't have the airtime. You know, Ethan Page. Hmm. Let's go there. I mean, I mean, I, he, I mean, I'm just so disappointed on how they've used him in Remember AEW. Remember the
0: last time we saw him? That promo we cut. Yeah. About how he's being misused and how he needed more TV time. They yeah. never gave him time again.
1: Nope. Nope. <laughs> Cause I don't know. It's like, did you piss in Coney Khan's Cheerios? Did you? Who whose butt aren't you kissing? Come on, Julian. Tell me. Tell me. I mean, seriously. Like, he's he's a great fucking wrestler. He is a fucking great wrestler. He's like, you know, like in the Indies, like one of my favorites. I was always sad because I did never really got to see much of him because he was never. No one ever booked him out west. They didn't. Unless it came to Impact, but you know, I never, I didn't go to Vegas to watch Impact stuff, because I mean, who watches Impact back then? You know what I mean? But, but, I'm kind of like, in a way, I'm, I'm frustrated because he is really good, mm-hmm. and then you put him with another really good guy that you should have strapped a rocket to a long time ago, in Scorpio Sky, and that just pissed me off yeah. with everything. And then, okay, granted, okay, you have these idiots um, that are with, you know, the, the JAS, you know, and, you know, what is it, 2.0, and then Daniel Garcia, okay, 2.0 isn't even that great, okay, I don't know why they're on my TV every fucking week, twice a week, and whatever, why don't they pay their dues on fucking you know, dark and, dark elevation, you know, because they ain't that great, and I don't, I don't think they were great where they were before either, so, you know Daniel Garcia. Yes, he's good. Does he deserve where he's in the spot he's in now? No, because there's other people who put their dues in. Yeah. So, but you know, obviously, you know he's one of Jericho's favorites. So, you know, that seems like he's now the EVP of choice that gets to have anything they want. That just seems that how that is. Yeah. Um, Which is weird, but I don't know. I just, I mean, yeah, FTR, you've got every fucking belt. Okay, yeah, woo. -woo. We don't need to see you every week, twice a week,
0: you know? Well, here's the frustrating part about that is that FTR is that good and they have all those titles, but they're nowhere near the AEW tag title scene. No. So it's also like you guys are the best tag team they have and you have every belt and you always come out with all of them and you don't have the one here and you're number one contender and they're just pushing you to the side. like. yeah. It doesn't rankings make, doesn't make sense. any sense. The shows sense. have just been been so discombobulated and so disjointed. And I felt like that was just another example of Tony Khan video game booking. Well, I haven't seen these two wrestle before. But why would they wrestle? Just because. And the sort of thing is that, like you said, the, the rankings don't mean anything. And they make it really clear. And the only reason that early on this video game booking was working was because the rankings were more leaned on. And so you go, why would they have this match? Well, because they need a match to get a win to help the ranking. Oh, okay. I can excuse that then, right? This is when we're told, like, why are they having this match? Don't know. You know, like, they don't need the win. Well, they're already number one contender, but they're not getting the match. So it doesn't help them. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, they just want to have a match because they want to. And you just okay, well, I guess that's all the story I need. Like, what?
1: And then here's one thing I don't get speaking of with this booking all right no offense i love claudio but you know you're you have a brand where that belt came from mm-hmm. him wheeler yuda you know star tag titles you have a fucking brand you bought why aren't we using this brand Yep. okay i don't care if it's on tv or not give me a fucking pay-per-view okay because, you know, Ring of Honor does kind of deserve something. You know? If you're going to buy it to hoard whatever, then, you know, then just you shouldn't have brought those titles back. You shouldn't have hired people. You, you know, all that other shit. Yeah. You shouldn't have done it. But, yeah. and also at the same time, I'm like, there's enough of these shows that with the whole roster and everybody who's around that you can kind of spread a lot of people can be seen. A lot. But, you know, doesn't happen unless you're an ex-WWE person, whether you were good or not.
0: Yeah.
1: hmm You know, and if Tony had paid you a lot of money.
0: No, there's definitely but, some sort of reason behind what his choices are. But, so we end up, we are going to get Motor City Machine Guns and Jay against FTR and Wardlow, and I don't know why I need to. I, well...
1: Okay, It'll be first good. of all, first of all, I'm loving that because I fucking love me some Motor City machine guns. Okay, sure. not gonna lie. I am so happy when I finally got to see them in person for the first time that I was I was to the moon. Uh, I I they're for me, when I think of Motor City machine guns, I immediately always think of some really great fucking time matches I've seen in ROH. It would probably be better, I think. If this were like on an ROH pay per view.
0: Hmm. But yeah.
1: you know, no, but that's just nostalgia for me. So sure, okay. it just
0: it makes no sense to be here or like this, like you said, the next ROH pay per view, this could make sense. You know, you could m- easily make sense of it. We don't but even know. But this makes sense.
1: Yeah. Because um, I think that ROH is definitely and the way Tony should if I were Tony Khan, well, first of all. If I were Tony Khan, I wouldn't have a God complex, first of all. Second, if I were Tony Khan and I owned all this shit, Ring of Honor has a specific type of fan. Okay. And I would bank on the nostalgia. Like, Mm -hmm. give the people something that was very similar to that product. Except, obviously, now it's not underneath a very fucking religious, like, overly religious company. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things you could do with it. Now, that's how I would do it. Like, go back to those uh, iconic kind of venues that were Ring of Honor places. Meaning, you go to, like, Chicago Ridge. You go to Las Vegas at Thamptown. You go to, um, like, in Lowell, when they were in Lowell. You go to Center Stage in Atlanta. You go to all those places. Um, Hammerstein, probably, if if you can draw Ring of Honor again there. But remember, they, they, Ring of Honor lost going there to do Final Battle because <laughs> you give an idiot a fucking a title that he did not clearly deserve and you ruined a brand because of that choice, then, you know, that's what happens. But I think that that's definitely something that needs to, it needs to have its own life and away from the actual AEW product. Let that live there. If you want to have something that mixes in and someone ends up, whatever. But not the same people we see every single fucking time. Every time. Every show. I'm bored. Mm
0: -hmm. So after that segment, we got... So Thunder Rosa had to come up and talk about her injury. She's legitimately injured. She can't wrestle for a while. So in order for them to do something for All Out, they threw together a four-way. Tony versus Baker versus Sheeta versus Hater. She's out for a real injury, and for her to come out and tell her story on what's going on, she got 47 seconds, where just a week or two, or not two weeks ago, but a month ago or so when Punk did, he was given 10 and a half minutes. I'm not saying they definitely need equal time or that they're the same level talkers or that they both need you know, as much time as they want, or that, that not even saying that Thunder's earned the right to just talk until she doesn't want to anymore like CM Punk maybe has, you know? But I am saying if you tell someone they have less than a minute and get it all out, it comes out like this, where it was jumbled and rushed, and she seemed hurried, and she was already crying, and it was a lot. Like, it was a lot to cram in a few seconds, and it was really unfortunate because... You'd think that she would at least get the respect of, hey, you got a couple of minutes. I could understand saying like, hey, like I can't give you 10 minutes of TV. But you could have given her fucking three. You know what I mean? Like you did not have to give her 47 seconds to say do it as fast as you can. You Gave someone less than a minute. And it's really emotional for her because it meant a lot to her to be champion. Probably still does because she's still champion. They're doing the interim champion thing, which now this is like what the third or fourth time they've done this. I think they've done it twice to the TNT and they've done it to the world and now they're doing it to the women's and I don't know. Uh, I just, I didn't like that the way that she was rushed through that. I think she deserves better than that. And I didn't like the bullshit that Britt said in the ring later. I wrestled with a broken wrist because that's what champions do. Undermining thunder. Uh, although Thunder's injury is a back injury and I don't know more than anything made Brit look, um, like she was lying more than anything. Like her injury was probably fake. You know what I mean? I don't trust her. I don't like her. I don't respect her. So I didn't care to see her get all that TV time and for Thunder to be, um, just kind of pushed through that. And I want Thunder back. Her as a champion has been the best part of the women's division for the entirety of that company. here we are. I don't know. Anything you want to say about Thunder Rosa and her injury?
1: Mm -hmm. First of all, you know, when you see things like this and you're given the most expensive employee on the payroll as carte blanche versus someone who's a fucking hard worker and actually a champion of your company getting 47 seconds and then you have the another favorite of yours get probably double the time to say her piece. It's mm-hmm. complete bullshit to me. Okay. Also, the other shit that also come out in the back, you know, regarding, you know, like Thunder Rosa. Again, it's more bullshit. And yeah. it is another case, in my opinion, of the people... Who are his favorites. Get to fucking walk all over everybody. And they think that they rule the school. And why do we think that there's so many problems right now? You know? Because Phil Brooks isn't doing shit. I mean, he's he's contributing to a lot of this back there. And I did say before in episode one, I called that shit out. Because how can you bring somebody if everyone says that this place it was total can oh this place is awesome everyone loves everybody kumbaya okay you're drinking the fucking Kool-Aid no that that no there was something I called bullshit to that a long time ago mm-hmm. and now this is really coming out Britt Baker so what you wrestled with a fucking broken wrist that was your prerogative okay and it probably wasn't even broken it was probably like a hairline fracture. It could have probably ended your dentistry career. But then I asked myself, really, how much time do you do dentistry versus wrestling? I don't know. But I just really didn't like it. It left a bad taste in my mouth that, one, you would let someone just spew that kind of garbage out there. Shame on you, Tony Khan. Shame on you. Because you're the one who approves everything. You know, there's no voice of reason. And that's some bullshit. And it it upset me because you saw that Thunder was visibly upset about, you know, not being able to compete, you know, and to just kind of do her wrong by that whole thing, you know, just bothered me. And, you know, I wish her a very speedy recovery, you know, and I just hope that people who you know all these you know the internet wrestling community you know just just chill okay you you don't you don't know what goes on you know then you know like people look at me and like well how do you know well people tell me things so but i'm just saying you know there are people that you might think are the greatest things since sliced bread but in reality, they really aren't. Yeah, and they're just a semi decent actor, or at least you're buying into it. So you need to take yeah. things with a grain of salt. And the with Thunder, people, Rosa,
0: the amount yeah. of people online who are saying that Thunder's faking it, or that she's actually suspended and all that—like, no, shit.
1: or she's afraid of Jamie hater. she yeah. broke her nose. That happens in the ring, you know. I've yeah. seen. A lot of things. I mean, I'm sure any of you guys who've ever watched anything live or even on tape, I mean, fuck, Owen Hart died in the ring, okay? Mm. I'm like, shit, things happen. Accidents happen. You know? I'm pretty sure that Sunder Rose is going to go, you know what? I'm going to go break that bitch's nose today. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen.
0: No, but I also, wish she would now, if I'm being honest. Now, yeah, nah,
1: probably, yeah. <laughs> probably now. Because, like, okay, if you people are, gonna, are accusing me of this then fuck it. I'll do it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Bill, I broke wah, I broke my toe. Brooks, like, you talk a lot of shit, buddy. But yeah. today someone's going to come to step to you? Ooh, Yeah. You're the biggest puss of them all. Because you're hiding behind other people. And no one can stand your bullshit. There's a lot of people like that on, on the roster. A lot of them. And it just to me is it's bringing to light something that I suspected and not only that too but we'll go back to the whole thing the formation of all elite wrestling Mm -hmm. this is not what that vision was that those guys had and when I say those guys we know who I'm talking about
0: because yeah, and I feel like really- a lot of this stuff and everything that's leaking out is – and the, mm-hmm. the the bogus things that the talent's saying online towards each other. And Tony had that stupid town hall meeting before the show where he talked about emailing about – we emailed WWE and told them not to tamper with our talent. Regardless of the fact that we, had, we know of at least five talent who have come out and said on accident – they didn't say it because they wanted to, but they had to issue a statement afterwards because they had accidentally – said that they were signed or reached out to while still signed, that Tony had been tampering with their contracts. Like we know five people at least who said it on, on different at different times where Tony had to be like, no, no, no. Uh, whatever the time frame was when it was legally allowed, that's when I did it. But he doesn't know when he did it. Like if you ask him when he made those contacts, it was when it was legally allowed. But if you ask him for a day, he doesn't know what that was because the real day he knows wasn't the other day. But regardless of that, he also was in that meeting supposedly saying, I'm not going to be push over. I'm not going to do these things. You guys can't be doing X, Y, Z. And then they're all doing those things. What it shows me is that majority of that talent back there don't respect him. They don't fear him the way that other people feared him, feared Vince. You know what I mean? Like people wanted to do right because they wanted to keep their job and they didn't want to mess up and they wanted another chance. But with Tony, it's it is what it is, man, and you can do what you want. What's he going to do? He hasn't ever fired somebody. Jimmy Havoc's the best one we got, right?
1: That's the only one you got.
0: And that was barely even an actual firing. Was it Sadie Gibbs? Something happened with her during the pandemic where she had, like, a issue with a, a visa for a show. She finally made it, but because there was that one issue, he just released her of her contract. She's never rested since. Um, but... If you're not afraid of fucking up, why do you care if you, if he doesn't want you to do something? You know what I mean? Like Nobody has any kind of respect for him on that level. And I think that, that kind of stuff comes across when you're seeing the talent just bury other talent like this. Punk burying Paige. Britt going out of her way to try to undermine Thunder when she's going through actual stuff. That, you know Britt talks to fucking Meltzer. You can tell by the way he reports on her. So, of course, all this negative stuff about Thunder's coming out, but Britt's not the one to blame here, right? Like, it's just so stupid, man. Yeah. And I think that it just, it goes to show that, that there's just no respect from the bottom up, more than anything at all. Kuro no. does say, interesting thing happening with AEW, so they are saying they sold 9,200 tickets for the Canadian debut. The arena has 7,600 capacity, yeah. specifically for wrestling and boxing. That's interesting. I do know what I saw was like max capacity was like eight seven eight eighty seven hundred, and they had sold like 8,200 and so they were or like 8,100 or 8,000 like it was pretty close it was like 700 shy but I didn't hear the the other side of like the potential of like selling the, saying they sold out more than they can can hold which I think is also funny but I don't ever <laughs> trust their numbers which is also fine like i think i think either way it sounds good right like if you're a few because i saw someone saying like oh my god look they can't sell out and i was like 700 is really close (laughs) like they have eight thousand. that's good they did good like let's not also pretend things are worse than they are like when they're doing good say they're doing good
1: but you're you're also i don't know where they're doing in toronto but i don't know that doesn't sound like you know anything that's a significant venue yeah. You know, that's half, maybe half the Staples Center.
0: Oh maybe. yeah, I mean it's it's fine. It's an arena, you know, whatever. That's kind of shows that Raw does and SmackDown. They typically do like eight to you know eight thousand, eight 000 to twelve thousand size venues. Like it's fine. I, I'm not bothered about that stuff. But that's yeah. funny but, that that Kiro heard that. Yeah. Uh, Chris yeah, in there Canada, says but
1: you won't go go to California, so you know.
0: That's what Chris is saying. He says, Brit ain't shit. And he says, AEW needs to come to NorCal ASAP. And Kuro says, it's Coca-Cola Stadium in Toronto, one of the smallest arenas in Toronto. That's funny. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, I wasn't real pleased with how they're handling the Thunder thing and all the stupid backstage politics and the stuff with Eddie and Sammy, like all that Whoa, stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Can, can I please go there? Can I please oh, go, go there? Oh, go
0: ahead. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might want to.
1: I do want to. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few people in the world. And I hope they're all... They're all they're all realizing this. Okay, this is why a lot of people don't like me. Because they thought that was very melodramatic when Sammy Guevara fat shamed me. Okay. Once fat shamer, always a fat shamer. You said you'd rape Sasha Banks, called fucking, you know, basically fat shamed Eddie Kingston. Tony Khan. Let's go there. I don't know why you kept this motherfucker around. And of course, if you look on my Twitter, it said, I told you so. You can't, a person, if they're, if once an asshole is always an asshole. So if you have someone that exhibits this kind of behavior, I'm sorry. No fucking, um, no fucking, like, I guess, whatever they did. Sensitivity classes, I think is what it's called, can cure that. You're always going to be an asshole. Hi, Phil Brooks. How you doing? But, I will say this. There's no there's no absolute, no tolerance for people to behave like that. Okay? And all of these people who are like, oh, poor Eddie, you know, Sammy Fatchington, are some of the same fucking people who said I was dramatic when fucking he, he did the same thing to me. You know what? That's just not something that's cool and you also are the same people who probably don't want fucking Marty girl to wrestle well you know what get over it get over it i think sammy needs to go away i need his i think his bitch is also another toxic person she needs to go away because now more and more that i think of it is i'm like damn he did his ex-fiance dirty I don't know any of the details of it. I don't want to know. But all I know is this, is that sometimes someone who might be a favorite of yours, you got to look between the lines. They're not always that great. I'm going to go there. They're not always that great. So take that with a grain of salt. That was my I told you so moment. And I did say this kind of shit on episode one before. So yes just say. now as far as Phil Brooks is concerned I really don't like how he you know has treated people not just hangman not just cabana but people in general and you know and it's acceptable because the man in charge allows this kind of shit to happen and if you notice it's a lot of people that are favorites of his so what precedence is that setting I think I said that on episode one before too. Yeah, again I don't
0: think anyone there is handling it right either. Like, I don't think Eddie handled it right. I don't think Sammy. No, Eddie right. didn't handle it right. That, I but, don't think that Tony's handling it right. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, there's no respect anywhere. No, and that's why you are getting all this.
1: Didn't handle it right. But you've got to admit, okay, this is where I think Eddie's in the right. You don't fuck you don't do that because if you do shit like that, you gotta accept the consequences of what happened. And you know what? He reacted. Yeah, that was not a good move to do. But if I were in Eddie's shoes, well, <laughs> been there. If I had the chance to punch him in the mouth, I would have punched him in the mouth too.
0: Right. What I'm saying because- is if nobody's handling it right, there's a larger story to be told. And I think it all comes down to a lack of respect amongst their peers and the higher ups. There's no respect in that locker room for each other and for the up. And it's except for like their little tight knit groups. And I think it's starting to bleed over and we're starting to see it and hear about it. You know,
1: yeah. did you hear on the acclaims rap caster had made a comment about, you know, basically mm-hmm. having through sitting through another, like, you know, meet backstage meeting with mm-hmm. everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So obviously to even, Everyone thinks that those things are a joke, yeah. you know? So what's going to happen? I think that there should be some kind of betting odds with um about, you know, literally. When is AEW going to implode and go away? And we've already given them a pretty short shelf life. Mm-hmm. But if this shit kind of continues, I don't see them lasting another year. Maybe a year and a half. Yes, yeah, there's no um, way.
0: Chris says, "I love you, Amanda. Never forget that." Sammy fears Amanda, and also Kiro says, "I gotta wonder how AEW is getting half their people across the border for the Canada show." That's funny. <laughs> oh God,
1: good question.
0: Um, I can yeah, name I all that...
1: people right now that aren't allowed to go to Canada that are on their roster. Oh no, yeah, at least
0: there's should probably be a lot of uh, backstage tapes, a lot of uh, a lot of pre-tapes. Yeah, for one, they got to be vaccinated, and there's no a good Jericho. chunk of them. Probably no Jericho, no Young Bucks, no. I thought um, all of them
1: was vaccinated. All of who? The AEW roster.
0: Yeah, they said they're all vaccinated, so we'll see who shows up. Unless
1: Tony lied and you know has fake vaccination cards for
0: people. Actually, I would. I. I, I mean, I would. That would be, I think, a safe bet to say that anyone who didn't get one, that Tony bought them cards.
1: That's, that's a pretty that's, safe bet. That's that's dumb. And, you know, it's very interesting to me easy, when money. people vanish from AEW. Like, without know, any rhyme or reason, Vicky Guerrero. I love Vicky. What the hell happened to her? And we haven't seen much of Nyla Rose lately. I don't know if she's injured or not. I have no idea. Poor fucking Ruby Soho. I'm not even going go there anymore with her because I'm just like.
0: All right, let's stay on topic, though. We are. It's getting late. We still want to get through but, some of this stuff. Uh, Sorry. uh, the Billy Gunn Colt Gun match. I mean, I didn't hate it, but you know, I like Billy. I mm-hmm. like seeing him wrestle.
1: Yeah, says so um, you're made out of ass.
0: I do think it's weird what Ever Stokely is doing. I don't get it. I don't either. It makes him look. It makes him look Bush League. Like he's trying to put together a team of jobbers. It seems like, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like he's not really okay. going forth and really picking up like the top talent. He's like begging the jobber talent to come with him. So I just think it's a weird place to have a manager. They don't make the manager look like he's big time. So I
1: still want to see the reun- reuniting of Stokely and MJF.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That would be very powerful, but I don't That'd think That'd be cool. So. Basically. Not-
0: uh, Kiro says, you can't enter with any kind of Canadian felony. So a misdemeanor in the U.S. that is a felony in Canada uh, bars you entry. Oh, then there's yeah. at least 10 or 12. Yeah, there's a lot of misdemeanors going around there. Uh, The Burt Baker and... Oh, well, let's see. Swerve and Keith Lee came out to even the odds. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was fine. I don't like them jumping Billy, but let's see. Britt Baker and Kylie King, I didn't care for any of it. It looked pretty bad. Um, the backstage thing with Swerve and Our Glory challenging the acclaimed... Like, it's not that I don't want to see the match. It's that they're just avoiding the the ranking system at this point. And I'm like, Fuck, like, that really bothers me. Um, but probably be a good match. I got to imagine.
1: I'd like to see the the rap, And I want to see if Swerve will have a rebuttal.
0: Mm, that would be really cool. Have a claim to come mm-hmm. out first and rap, mm-hmm. and then Swerve come mm-hmm. out and be like, wait a second. Hold I could do this.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. That would,
0: That would be fun.
1: I would would pay to see that. that. I would pay to see that. That that, that would be really great. But then again, I I don't book this shit. But if I did, you would have got that from me. That would have been my booking.
0: That would have been it. Uh, Chris does say the AEW Tag Team Division really hit hard when Swerve and Keith Lee won the championships. P.S. Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs should have been champions. Yes, for sure. I well, I guess we really got to see what they're doing on the other side of this Ricky Hobbs thing we'll get there in just a second because we're getting there pretty soon so let's talk real quick before we get to that because that really is like fuck, there was like nothing else in the show that I liked except for can these we last talk two about, segments so let's talk. We talk
1: about one of the shortest matches I think
0: yeah that... I was thinking we could talk about that and we could wrap up on Starks and then we can call it mm-hmm. Uh. so yeah we have the interim world championship match which like i said before i believe it was episode 1 i didn't get the impression that's the way that tony wanted it to go and then there were some rumors coming out saying that it was Moxley's idea to do it on wednesday i don't know and i don't know how any of that would work and i don't know why moxie would even want that but here it was in the middle of the show cm punk loses to moxley in 3 minutes because he because he has he hurt his foot while doing a kick to Moxley. Like, it was one of those things where, like, he was trying to give himself an out. Like, oh, I'll say we re-injured the foot. That way it's not like I actually lost and I did it to myself because it's not like Moxley's a tough enough guy to beat me. Like, I felt like it super undermined Moxley. So much so that Punk did a weird thing where he got his ass kicked and looked terrible doing it. He didn't even sell getting his ass kicked well. And then... It was so... Like, I, does Punk not like taking a DDT? Because all of a sudden... The Death Rider was suddenly a double arm suplex. And I feel like it was because Punk was dead weight. And Moxie was just hoisting him over. Because he's like, fuck it. I'm landing something on you, you son of a bitch. Mm. I was... Not that I think CM Punk's all that great to begin with. I was shocked at how bad he looked here. And not just in that it was a short match, but they also looked bad in a short match. Like you didn't have time to get gassed and you still looked terrible doing it. Like he just didn't want to be there or something. Like it was shitty. And then he was overly dramatic on the way back. On Rampage, they show a scene where he's in medical and he's like, I don't know. I don't know. They're like, Did you hear a pop? And he goes, No, I don't. I don't know. He goes, I didn't. I didn't. He was like, What'd you feel? And he goes, I didn't feel anything. Like he didn't know what it's like to get a foot injury. And then he goes, well, then it's not great. Cause I didn't feel anything when I broke my foot either. So that's not good. And it's like, like, you've no idea what it's like to like, were you ever injured? Like it was all just so dumb. And I was like, just be done and leave. Just go ahead and milk Tony for all he's worth from home. Pull the old Shawn Michaels thing. I know he's a big Bret Hart fan. But go ahead and pull the Shawn Michaels. You lost your smile. You hurt your back. You're going to sit at home for the next three years and pull a paycheck. And then once once that runs out, you maybe show up and suddenly feel good again. Like, I don't know. I'm happy for Moxley. I'd rather him champion the Punk. Uh, but, yeah, at first I thought that some of the blows seemed kind of stiff from Moxley. And I was like, oh, we might get kind of a fight going here. And then Punk started slap fighting him a little bit. And looked really paintbrushy and soft. And I was like, oh, never mind. This is dumb. Uh, You can see right through this guy. Yeah. The guys, the punk is so bad at this. And I don't understand how people are so blown away by him or so lost in his charm. Like, it was funny when I met Cena. Kevlar was like, or no, was it you who said it? His producer lady, she goes, oh, you know what? I should have told him. Thanks for convincing so many people. CM Punk is good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you carried him so much that people still think he's good. Uh, you can see right through this guy, and I don't. I just do not get it. Uh, Amanda, I imagine you have no opinions on this match. Right before we hear your lack of opinions in the chat, and then we'll give it over." Uh, Kiro says, revoke AEW's WCW card. Uh, and Chris Willis says, Waza, I break my toe again into my Amanda voice. <laughs> and then says, the AEW unification match was not even the main event. That was really done by Tony Khan. Not, not only was the placement bad because Tony Khan put it there, but the placement was bad because John Moxley said the week before that these titles don't mean shit. He goes. This belt doesn't mean shit. And CM Punk goes. Okay, you believe that all you want. But so you, the week before, you have the current champion say that the title doesn't mean anything, and then you put it in a place that makes it look like it doesn't mean anything. At the very least, you could have tried to build that Moxley was trying to say that there were more important things to him than the title. But what you did say was, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> so, Amanda, what do you think about all this?
1: Boy. I laughed every single second of those three minutes, just as hard as I laughed every single MMA fight that Bill had in the UFC. God, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Okay. Again, I told you so. Um, You know, it's very interesting to me that it was oops, it was so short, but yeah. then again, you also have a diva that was wrestling later in Ocean spray that you know gotta give the guy like fucking four hours to no sell, so everybody who was wrestling, so you know, so I get it, i get it, but it's funny to me that people really just don't see and he's not all that great never has been probably never ever will be and I also had to laugh that oh guess who was there at ringside ran up to go help Phil oh it was Ace steel oh mister I chose a side over you and Cabana well oh, guess really? what? You know what you can have your friend Phil
2: Wow.
1: you can have Phil because you know what there's only a few people who really buy his bullshit. And I really think that, and I'm gonna say this, Ricky Starks, you need to fucking not put your fucking cards on Phil Brooks, like hit him in his interview saying, Oh, you know, he Punk and I would have a great man. No, Punk only does shit that suits him, that's good for him. He doesn't care about you. He didn't care about shit. And I believe, and I know, and I will say this, I have told that motherfucker, and I'm talking about Ricky Stark, I've told him. No, that the guy's a fucking selfless piece of shit. No, no. And I'm not saying that because of Coke Banner. I'm just saying that, period. Now people are seeing the light of, you know, maybe this guy isn't the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, mm-hmm. I really wish Tony would see that too that that's a seven million or whatever how much money he gave to that fucker. That was a mistake. Now notice his old lady is very prominent lately. Dying her hair purple, all this other bullshit. I'm like, well, it's good to see you're spending Tony Khan's money. Doesn't look that good on you, sweetheart. But anyways, I digress. I will say this. I'm glad the belt's off him. Yep. I really hope he injured his little toe again. Wah. Um. No one cares. I don't. I'm very shocked that you basically just took the main event of All Out and just shat on it. Because what's going to headline All Out now?
0: gotta be the The, trios match i would think right
1: yeah but you know honestly if you if you really want you know people if you want to end the drama tony khan you do you'd book it how i would have booked it you let you go into all all out that was your main event you let phil win let him revel in it let chicago go nuts and then all of a sudden you'll hear you know boom boom colt cabana guess who comes out Yeah. If you want to end the drama, there you go. And I will say this now that all everyone wants to, you know, be oh, there's so much drama back there. And it all starts like Uncle Dave was trying to say that, oh, it all started with cabana. Yeah. End it with cabana. Okay. Put an end to this childless bullshit. And then again, I will say, see, I told you so. Doesn't matter if cabana wins or not. It's just the point of, you know what, dude. Why, why do you get to be the chosen one, you know? Why do you get to call all the shots? Because you didn't care about this business. And just let people know that it was about money. It wasn't because you fell in love, love with wrestling again. You were probably, like, running out of dough. I mean, I don't think that being on, like, I don't know, uh, what is that? Uh, you know, all those shows on, what is that? Um, what's that network? That's Walking Dead's on.
0: Oh, A- AMC.
1: AMC. Yeah, I'm sure they don't pay very well. You know, I'm sure your UFC commentary crap doesn't pay very well either.
0: So, can you imagine because they're because now the rumor is that they're gonna actually can have that match on all out that they're gonna have the rematch Moxley Punk at all out that oh
1: with the broken toe where
0: who knows we'll what? see what happens right so let's just say what, they and... say hey. He says he's okay. We're gonna do it. Here's what I would do: is I would say go ahead and do it, and then have the same match again. Just have Moxley demolish him, but without the foot thing. Just have Moxley like ground and pound him, choke him out with the Death Triangle or some shit. Oh,
1: you can't do that though. That's great. Chicago. That's the land yes. of fucking CM Punkdom. Oh my yep. God! You know how many shirts they would not sell anymore? You know how it, that kind yeah, of match everything. in that in that arena. And that whole so thing, good. you know, the T-shirts, people aren't going to know what shirt to buy. Am I going to buy a Mock shirt? Or am I going to buy a CM Punk shirt? Well, we're in Chicago, so I got to buy a CM Punk shirt. But then, oh, yay, Mock. It's a cash cow regardless.
0: Yeah, and that's the other deal, is that everyone wants to go out and they're back in their hometown, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, let Punk end, up end his career in Chicago. That's where it started. Let it end there.
1: Yep. But I would be better if Colt Cabana ended his career there.
0: Well, he can come out and stab him. After the no, he, just,
1: Colt's not no, Colt's not that kind of guy. <laughs> no. He probably asked me to do it before he would do it himself. Yeah. He's like well, everyone I got his
0: ice it. pick. I don't want I don't want to do it, but yeah, here's I don't want do pick.
1: Like, I'll watch you and I'll bud.
0: Mm.
1: Maybe I might bail you out of jail. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Depends if I get down there without people seeing me. Yeah. Um <laughs> Chris says Colt Commander versus CM Punk would be money. Yeah, I do think it would. I just don't think that either dude I don't know that either side respects each other enough to actually do it cordially. Like, that's what made Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart it's kind not of about an anomaly. It.
1: That's not what it's about, though. That's not what it's about.
0: What's it about? They actually Being hate cordial?
1: each other. No, it's beyond that now. There was an opportunity once for it to be cordial. And that's when he came there.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah.
0: That both sides aren't at that point. Like, what made Brett and Sean so amazing in their actual hatred for each other is that neither one wanted to give the other one the opportunity to say that the other one was unprofessional or not good in the ring. So they were constantly like, when the bell came down to it, like backstage, it was a mess. But when the bell happened, Neither one of them was going to give the other one any excuse or anything. So they just were kind of trying to outdo each other at being the best and most professional out there. They weren't going to hurt each other. They were going to protect each other better than anybody because there was no, they weren't going to give the other one that leverage to say they were unsafe. I don't think that CM Punk or Colt Cabana cares what the other one thinks at the end of the day.
1: Nope. Nope. And you know what? The better man would win.
0: If it came to a real fight, CM Punk's never winning. Doesn't matter who's in there. He'd lose to negative one.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Hell, I think that um like in Danhausen's jar of teeth. Yes. Just a jar of teeth. Not Danhausen would beat him. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. CM Punk probably loses fights to his own furniture.
1: Well, he's got the world's ugliest dog, so you know.
0: Well, I'm saying he if he broke his toe in the ring, he probably stubs his toe on a coffee table, goes down for a week.
1: Oh no, he's probably in bed for like for a month and bitching about it. Yeah. But they he'll say, Oh, I stepped on a Lego. Yeah. But they he hurt. A Lego. Yeah, I bet. He probably slept on a duplo. Like, you know, the the ones for little kids.
0: Yeah. Uh the last thing that happened in the show that I thought was notable and actually the highlight of the entire show. Oh, which would, by the way, real quick, the John Moxley backstage segment, I actually liked, I liked him. He was fired up and it came off good. And this Mm -hmm. is the most I've liked Moxley in a long time.
1: And I don't like Moxley. So that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. I haven't Mm -hmm. liked a lot of what he's done in the past year. And this whole episode, this, the promo afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it not supposed to go that way? And then everything, I rewound it and rewatched it a few times because I was like, am I missing something? Because I'm loving this. <laughs> like, yep. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, he's usually like not on point with a lot of this stuff to me. Uh-uh. And I just watched it like three or four times. I was like, damn, this is good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. Like, uh. um, But the other thing that was that good that was worth rewatching over and over again, not because you're surprised, but because it was as good as it could have been, was Ricky Starks coming out, cutting his promo on Hobbs, calling him a snake? Where I come from, we cut heads off snakes. It was awesome. He was emotional. He was fired up. He was shirtless. He was doing it all.
1: His butt looked good in faux leather pants. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. his faux leather was good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I uh, mm-hmm. I thought he did awesome here, and it was to me. This is what he's needed for a while. He's been teetering on great stuff with no purpose he's been teetering on making something out of nothing and he's been constantly for years teetering on that guy's got something but nothing that anyone's grabbing onto everyone's being like oh don't count him out or oh he's underrated or you know who has potential Ricky comes to mind in a lot of those where this is an identifiable watch this promo and tell me he's not a star you know what I mean like this was his blowout moment and he needs to win this match.
1: That crowd, though, did not do that justice. Though, no, that's the one so. takeaway I have. That crowd was so fucking dead, and I don't know why Tony put it between those two those two fucking matches
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it it was great, but it could have been even greater and yep. have more impact in my opinion. Or maybe I'm expecting too much No, from Ricky. I don't know. Maybe it is. But you cannot tell me. No one can tell me that that kid is not due for something fucking great right now. Mm-hmm. No one can tell me that. No, no, no. No, that's not him. And Tony would be stupid right now at this point if he fucks this up. Because honestly, right now, Ricky's in a pretty good position because he's the kind of guy I think that now that he's in a bigger light that Triple H would grab him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And I don't think and I think that Tony's too dumb to realize this. Yes. I mean so and I'm pretty sure because obviously since Cody's over there, all he needs to do is just Drop one, two good words, and then guess what?
0: And Bailey. Yeah. He's got Cody and Bailey on his side over there. And mm-hmm. Triple H listens to both of them.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I do think and- that this is what, what I meant. Like, this is what he's needed. Because if you showed a guy like a Triple H, all the other stuff, yeah, there's potential. You show a guy this, and he go, there's no denying. You go, oh, wow, yeah. hold on. Because- When's his contract up?
1: yeah it's been the three years of the three times that he went to the performance center every time it was a no yeah. and he always told me i don't understand why it's no and I said, because you're don't you no matter what you do you're not fitting that mold of what they want you gotta you gotta make it so i'm telling you what you need and not be shy about it yeah,
2: be because
1: closed life. mouths don't get fed mm-hmm. and whatnot. And he was a person on the Indies who he always felt that people should come to him mm. and not go out there. But at the same time would also like question, I don't understand, like this person's getting this and they suck. And this person, you know, and I'm like, because you're not putting yourself out there the way you should be. And you have no one to blame but yourself, you know, because buzz will get you somewhere, but it only gets you so far. And if you're only willing to, if you're not willing to, you know, really bank on yourself and you're waiting for something to happen, it ain't going to happen. Trust me, it ain't going to happen. You got to do, you got to do the work. Bob's great example. He did the fucking work and look where he is now.
0: Chris says the in the book- chat, "I wish the Ricky Starks film was a good ten minutes." And said, "Ricky's versus Hob should be an interesting all-out sleeper of the match, uh, sleeper match of the night." I agree too. I think it's gonna be the match of the night.
1: That's the best. That's gonna be the best match. Period. Yeah. For me, right now, the only thing that would eclipse it is if a my CM Punk Cold Cabana scenario happens, or B, you really reunite the fucking elite, and a certain per- person with an umbrella comes out. But that ain't going to happen. So oh, this is the match of the night. Now, two things can go. One thing I think that needs to happen, Ricky needs the win. Because Hobbs, yeah. I've said this on episode one, if you listen to that commentary, he's beloved. But a lot of those guys, everybody loves him. He's got a fucking big future. Yep. Ricky, on the other hand, he needs no, hands. no. Because when you have Jr. and bless Jr. calling him pretty Ricky, that's kind of insulting. You'll go on and on about hubs, but this is pretty Ricky. And he's more than a little pretty face and a cute bum. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so. but I think that they're well. I mean, he's more the baby face in the story, but Pretty Ricky's kind of a nice little. I mean, it's it's like heartbreak kid. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit like. a little pompous a little he's a little this or that like it's not too far of a stretch which is why i think i understand why a jr would go that route he's not doing it to undermine him he's doing it to elevate him with a heartbreak kid kind of thing you know boy toy you know i don't know In his mind it's equating it's not demeaning i
1: don't know he also thinks that the word oriental is cool and acceptable but you know
0: Chris the only the one question I think goes it. to both of you. Freaky Stark's mm-hmm. momentum gets really popular. Do you want to see him feud with Jericho? Not at all. Not, not at all. all. That would be terrible. Not for at him. all. No one's feuded with Jericho and come out better on the other side. Just nope. looked at all the feuds he's ever had. Not at all. Um, everyone, everyone who did anything of any substance was either before Jericho or much after, like feuds afterwards. No one did. No one is better off after being with Jericho. He
1: needs to not be near a CM Punk. Not near Moxley. I mean, a great match would be him and Claudio. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, yeah. but I don't. No, not a Jericho. Mm-hmm. Not a Kenny Omega. Well, maybe I don't know, but no. Franklin. No, he he himself. The only people I think that would be, oh yeah, he would need They don't work for AW. They're. Yeah. Real, they're over the other place. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cause
1: there's nobody, I think very credible to elevate him to where he true. should be. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. true.
0: We have anything else you want to throw out there before we, uh, have last call here.
1: No, but I thought it was really great. I don't know if you saw, um, I don't know when this happened last week, if it was on the, the internet TV or whatever, like Hobbs, uh, mocking ricky and the you know you know this the pose although that was funny
0: i can see that you have to send it to me so i can see it
1: yeah it's gonna be a really interesting um all out next week uh wednesday i'm sorry yeah wednesday's gonna be very interesting
0: yep see they gotta put together a pay-per-view that's gonna be supposed to be like their biggest pay-per-view of the year and they it feels like it is being thrown together last second
1: you know i think that this like I said before, like this is the one that's always supposed to have been the premier event. They're not doing like a they're doing an all out party or whatever. Pro Wrestling Tease is doing that. They're not doing like any kind of like you know fan fest or anything as far as I know.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's very lackluster. Yeah. Or people are just bored with fucking Chicago getting everything. That can we have something else somewhere else, please? Thank you. Goodbye. You know, that that happens. So, I don't know. I'm waiting for them to come back west. Because give damn fucking Danielson his fucking home thing there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let all those people have it. Let him do his debut at Defy. Like everybody, you know, wants him to do. And go from there. You know? Let Hobbs come have a real fucking you know, homecoming thing. That's yeah. way overdue. Yeah. Way overdue. And that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, it would be. Uh, Chris in the know. chat says, build up for all out is really not good. And Chicago's overrated. I agree with both of those. It's been a mess. It's feeling really thrown together. I feel like it can't be thrown together, but it feels that way. I feel like it's Tony, as much as Tony may waver on some things, I feel like he does write out what he wants to happen way out in advance. And I feel like he's had a plan that's needed changes here and there. And somehow it still feels completely thrown together. Like, benefit of the doubt, I think it's well, I think he's planned it out well in his mind. And execution has been a mess. You know what I mean? I just don't know why. But we'll figure it out, I suppose. We'll see what happens. Uh, It's not, I mean, it's this coming up next weekend. So we'll have Wednesday and then it'll be right after. Oh,
1: did you hear Kenny Omega's uh, after the, uh, after the show, little roasting of Ocean Spray.
0: Yeah, with those right yeah that back and forth was kind of funny
1: that was great and anybody who questions the wrong person won the g1 right person won. yeah
0: Yeah.
1: billy's not the goat
0: yeah i yeah i just don't see every time they see stuff where people show even someone tweeted at you like how can you watch this and say he's not the goat and i watched it i was like that's exactly why i don't like him like every time people say watch this and say and tell me he's not great I go yes right I, th- I think we're agreeing because he's not great this is terrible
2: yeah like,
0: it's like such a weird like it almost feels like they're doing it ironically to mess with me like look it isn't this amazing I go no it's not no. are you joking are you trying to be funny like it's I think that stuff is so terrible when it's that choreographed that it's like and then when he
1: what? and then when he no-sells it too you're yeah. like Come on, yeah. get at least sell it, you know? Yeah, I just at don't least care. sell it, please, because, you know, God forbid. And, you know, what's really interesting is I'm a little, I was a little upset about um, with Pac and how they made him to look less than Ocean Spray. Yeah. That's my other comment with that, is yes. that was not necessary because Pac, I think, is on that level of a ricochet, too. And, yeah. When you see a lot of these guys and you line it, and you're like, oh, Billy's the goat." Mm, there's others.
0: Yep, I agree. Chris Guess does why? say uh, Osprey owned Kenny Omega. Don't at me. I thought they had a good back and forth, if I'm being honest. Because uh, I thought they both said a bunch of stuff. And then, I, will um, actually,
1: I couldn't understand anything that Ocean Spray said because he had marbles in his mouth like he normally does. So, But, you know, I'll admit it. He has a little jab here and there. Yeah, but let's
0: go. I didn't take he, his side, but I thought he wore Oh, him no, no,
1: no. Well. But he, it's true because mm-hmm. Billy was supposed to be the person that was supposed to carry of the gaijin, supposed to carry New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another gaijin's doing that and doing a damn better job.
0: Yeah. And his name uh, is James. Chris does say Pac is underrated and it's not hurting him. Don't forget he's a bastard. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Um, I say we do last call. We reconvene on Thursday, see what we got coming up for All Out, and then Mm -hmm. uh, we'll live tweet or something on the weekend. I would only like to be
1: live to do the one match because, you know.
0: I think I would be down with that, just the one match. The one match. I I really want to know on Wednesday what they think they're going to throw together that's going to give excitement. Um, But I can't think of a single match they could throw on there because i've seen a lot of people you know speculate oh it could be this guy and that guy or this moxley and this guy and punk and that guy and i've not seen one that made me go actually i would love that everyone's been like no so we'll see Uh, uh chris says excellent job with the podcast it was my first live experience i really enjoyed it keep the great work guys dude uh we appreciate that i mean that's why we have the chat open so anyone can come through and derail the show we are all for that uh, thanks for coming through on a Sunday night. It's usually Thursday night, but you know, Sunday change. Thursday <laughs> plans change as they it's say. It's all the
1: same. It's all the same. He got to go see, and then producerly, they got to go see John Cena. Yeah, I love yeah. John.
0: Cena, you know, sacrifices were made for Cena.
1: Hey, I would have done the same thing too. Yeah. Now yeah, I'm just exactly. wanting. I hope they come up here because I want to see Cena again.
0: I know. I, I mean, like now he's going to Florida. I'm just gonna keep an eye on it. Any place that's like pretty much drivable. I'm going to see if I can't get in on it. I'm just going to go to all of them. You need
1: so. You need to have him do the entrance. That's all I know.
0: Yeah, I want to get something for him for our intro because yeah. we got Kofi, Seamus. Um,
1: and you Haley. need to get yeah. him a, uh, a pointless aggression shirt.
0: Actually, that would be funny to get one that's it's like double X and give it to him. Oh. Be like, here, mm-hmm. uh, you said you liked the shirt last time. We we got one for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, from your so. drinking buddies.
0: All right, guys, thanks for coming through and having a drink with us, your drinking buddies at W O T R. The show, resting on the rocks, where every show is our first show because we don't get to episode two until we do episode one right, and we uh, obviously messed up a lot. Uh, you can find her at Miss Amanda Jane with a Y on Twitter. Oh. Uh, dude butt dms was always a positive <laughs> outside of that we're gonna be back just a couple of days we got raw tomorrow and then uh come wednesday it's gonna be me and kevlar the ironics right here in the dive bar of the iwc for another episode one guys that's the last call
1: cheers Hey, produce for you guys drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch, or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you
2: listen to us. Cheers!
1: I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.